Hey guys, this is Jim Fix, a.k.a. Fillmore. For those of you who love QF, a podcast about Howard Stern and would like to donate some money, there's two ways now you can do it. Uh, you can join our Patreon page, which is listed in the graphic you're seeing now. But also, if you'd rather not do a subscription-based thing, even if it's a buck a month or what have you, uh, you can use our PayPal account, which would be jimfix76 at gmail.com. Uh, and you can donate whatever you like, however you like, uh, one of those two ways, and we'd more than appreciate it if you'd like to do so. Thank you very much. I have zero, um, I have zero inbox. Do you know that? We do another contract here. Well, let's do a three-hour show. What? We should be done right now. Well, you're having this negotiation with me. That's the only problem. Well, who am I supposed to negotiate with, <laughs> Fred? And uh, the one thing I don't respond well to is humiliation. I don't respond well to it at all. I don't want to be told what a shithead I am. I don't want to, be, you know, this, those days are over. I've, I've suffered enough in this business. I don't need to, to find out what a shithead I am. Are you ready for this? Cut your hair, man. What do yeah. you do? What's going on? I'm getting old. So I what? You know, I can't keep it like yours. You know, I'm, I'm old too, so what? Yeah, but you're ugly. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Jesus. What are you saying? I need well, the you, hair? You need it. No, oh, I Boy, need you it. need it. Well, you know, it's just <laughs> interesting when people have their kids on the air. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if a kid was a fuck-up, you just keep them quiet. I put my kids on the air more, but they, they want no part of it. When you're trying to just have a friendly conversation, when he's irritable, the things you do every day become the wrong thing to do. That's true. He doesn't listen. That's right. But the most irritating thing of all is that we used to be good friends, and we just aren't anymore. I still love him, but he says everybody's expendable, and I just have to live with that. I was going to look for a Nikki Hilton. Wait, you, but you see, those good-looking rich, rich girls, they don't go for a guy like me because they don't need my money. And Rickles tells me this story. So Beth says to Don Rickles, gee, I wonder what they say about me. <laughs> Don Rickles goes, you. <laughs> no one cares about you. <laughs> you don't even know that important. <laughs> no one says anything about you. No one. No one talks about you. I don't you're even not, know you. You're not that big. <laughs> I do have to ask, do you think there's a physical match between him and Beth? Do you? <laughs> yes, they're both tall and have ten fingers. <laughs> yeah, they look right together. <laughs> I don't know, they look more right together now. What was this on the regular show? <laughs> it just occurred to me that I listened to them. Like, who get, like, I, uh, it dawned on me, like, two days ago. Who's a, like, my hair's going to get crazy because... Yeah. I, I don't have, like, a, I'm not going to get a haircut. And then Beth goes, I'll cut your hair. But you can't cut my hair because my my hair is curly. It's, a, you, it's you, hard to cut your hair. Welcome, everybody, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. Sorry if this sounds like a sal apology, but that's what can I do? My voice is my voice, no modulation. Uh, with me today is Raven. Welcome, Raven. Hey, thanks for having me again. Appreciate and jo- it. And joining us, sorry to cut you off, jo- and joining us for a special uh, guest appearance is Chicago Bob, a.k.a. Bob D. Welcome, Bob. Hey, thanks. Good to be back. Bob has adopted the Habs as his, uh, you know, his spirit team in the in the wake of uh, Chicago not <laughs> making the playoffs. Maybe I'm just I'm just yeah. fucking with. You. But um, so we're we, and you tell you how much we love the show. We're I'm, we're Bob and I are both giving up the Habs Winnipeg game to 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 do this. So um, mm-hmm. either way, 
Uh, guys, it's just a little PSA. For those of you wanting to join the Facebook group, uh, I should let you know. I should make sure you understand because I don't know exactly how it appears on the Facebook group. Um, page, but you're supposed to read the rules and agree to having read the rules before you get accepted. That's why some of you might be getting denied. That's because we just want everybody fully aware of what's expected and what um, what the rules of the group are. So please do that, and you'll be back on. So if you see, think you're being refused unnecessarily, that's the reason why. And uh, just a quick shout out. A bunch of thank yous to all those people who donated via PayPal or Patreon. Ida G. Uh, Alex, Ryan W, Cindy C, Sean S, Brian H, and William M. Thank you, guys. Uh, keep it coming, and we love you. And we're going to keep these coming out uh, as on a regular basis as we normally do. And without further ado, we are going into April 14th. Raven, am I correct? You are. This was uh, John Stamos Day, and he was in for an hour and a half. Yep. And so it's very possible this one won't make it on YouTube, guys, but either way you'll hear it on the app, so it's no biggie. But uh, the reason why Bob's in for this one is because it was very last minute, and I suggested why don't you come in for the Stamos one because uh, just tonight it was very last minute because normally Bob would – these are clips that I know he would have a fucking field day with. So (laughs) – and Bob, you've already heard the clips, correct? Uh, Not all of them, I don't Mm -hmm. think, but I heard the key – couple key ones for sure uh-huh and did you did you enjoy them as much as raven enjoyed clipping them <laughs> i can't say i enjoyed them no I'm not, I'm not sure that's the the word i would use but I, I found them very telling that's for sure fair enough clip number one guys wig never leaving the bowling alley i shouldn't even say this i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my my big yap shut but i had this uh-huh. thought about the pandemic and i don't even want to say it but Oh, well, you know, I talk to medical people. I not that you know. Here's my thought, and I don't want to depress you or anyone else, but I do not believe <laughs> the <laughs> pandemic will ever be over. <laughs> and I say this. <laughs> I hope he means. Um, <laughs> let, we'll continue, guys. It's a, it's almost a minute clip because I'm basing it on the flu. Or other viruses that are spread, you know, through droplets and things like that. (laughs) That COVID isn't going anywhere. COVID, in fact, is very smart. COVID, like most viruses, (laughs) takes a look at our vaccines and says, I'll find a way to defeat your vaccine. They keep Only Wig could make COVID sound like a amazing Uh Spider-Man villain. (laughs) It's always with the fear-mongering. Yeah. He never is going back to that goddamn studio. Never. He well, will sit in either mansion, but he will not go back in that studio for like at least <laughs> two years. Well, sorry to bring you back to hockey briefly, but I just watched the Islanders play Boston in New York, I believe. And they had something like, I asked my wife, she said they allow, I think the capacity for Nassau is like 17 or 18, maybe 19, maybe 17,000. It's an old, old building. And they must have had, she said, 14,000 they allowed in. So there's a certain amount of capacity, which I don't know what that, what the percentage is, 90, 90%, 90% or something, which I assume means it's only vaccinated people allowed to attend. Well, today, okay, so I'm a baseball girl. And sure. the Phillies just allowed full attendance for their okay. game against the Nationals. Uh-huh. Um, I did not hear about vaccination proof. Mm-hmm. But I, I know it was 
it was talked about. So I didn't try to get tickets. I didn't look into that. Um, yeah, a lot of stadiums now are going back to 100% attendance. Okay. So uh, the idea is the indication is that the corner has well and truly been turned. And now, if, like, I mean, if, let's face it, if arenas and stadiums are now getting open to almost full attendance or, you know, the better, like the majority of attendance, then the there should be no reason for him to be scared of going to fucking serious studios and doing his fucking job, no? Um, it, it's all different when you're a uh, half a billionaire. You don't, uh, the rules don't apply to you that apply to everybody else. Mm-hmm. You get to make your own rules. Apparently. Jesus Christ. If I was Jennifer Vitz, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be there with a pitchfork, like <laughs> poking him in the direction. Right. Bob. I, I just think it's funny that he, he says, I don't want to depress anybody. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me fooled. Cause all he's done is fucking depress me for the last five years. It's true. So Stamos comes. So Stamos is in. I believe this is him. Them just bantering. But then, uh, so it's. But you don't hear him because it's all about you know, Captain. Captain, I'm I'm a scared scaredy cat. Uh, but number four is Stamos. You look marvelous. Time is the worst thing for people like me, right. but for you, it's like so. It's perfect. You. You've never looked better. You look fantastic. And Robin, you do too. I'm so happy you're so healthy. And so well, thank you. Even Wiggy can't go along with that one. <laughs> That's what that laugh was, man. It's hard, you know. Just like, um, do you remember that one clip where Sal went on the street and asked, like, showed people pictures of Howard and said, what do you think of this man? And they go like, oh, he's terrible. <laughs> he's awful. <laughs> <laughs> and then one woman said, he looks like Imus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember that one. My my favorite was when Mamet went to his grandmother and showed her pictures of Wiggy, and she said he looks like a witch, a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like there's only so much. Didn't he say recently in a Brad in in a breakdown we did that he doesn't have pictures in his house of himself? Yeah, that was the last show we did where he talked about. Facebook wanting a picture of him and he's like I don't even have pictures around the house I've removed them all because I don't want to look at me (laughs) (laughs) so so I think join the fucking club (laughs) well you imagine there's a picture of there's a family picture I I think it's real um like a wedding photo from the let's say late 80s where he's in and he's got that huge fucking poodle do and he's (laughs) separated from everybody else I think I can't even, I don't even know if it's legit or not, because I think Gary Puppet made one where they, he photoshopped him out. <laughs> and I can only imagine they've done that to every one of his photos, just to make it, you know, representational of, of how little a father he was. Anyway, I just, I'll see if I can find that. Gary Puppet, please let us know. Um, let's continue. But I, thought, I said that to both of you guys. You were running, I think, jogging or something, and Beth looked great. But, but Caitlin, I hope you get a chance to talk to her more because she reminds me so much of Beth. She's just like the most down-to-earth, normal girl, doesn't give a shit about... By the way, Caitlin is John's main squeeze, not Brent Caitlin, guys, <laughs> lest right. you get confused. This isn't the steamy Caitlin. This is uh, his, his baby mama. Are they married? Raven, you'd be up on this. Oh, God, I should be. Um, I want to say 99% yes, married. Uh-huh. Because I think Wiggy didn't get an invite to his wedding. 
<laughs> Why would I invite someone who's not going to go to begin with? My fame doesn't give a shit about looks and all that stuff. She's really a, a super grounded, and she's become a big fan. I don't. She didn't listen. That's funny. If she looked like Wiggy, <laughs> if he looked like Wiggy, you think she'd be as interested? Let's be honest. Hmm. Uh, you keep dreaming, John. So much before, but now she's like, "Did you hear our today? Did this? Did you hear our?" Okay, so that's the end of that clip. She's a little shorter than normal. Um, number five is called Ralph the Anal Au Pair. Can I ask something? <laughs> I <laughs> left most of the time. Ralph was literally here for like two or three weeks, and, and we asked him to say he was great with the baby. I was a little afraid at first, but he was great with Billy, and um, and I would leave. I was work well. It was was it during the pandemic? No, it was before. I was gone, yeah. and I'd come home, and you know, Caitlin and Ralph would be cooking and you know decorating. It was Halloween, and he helped us decorate and stuff. You know, John. Ralph is cooking. Go ahead, Bob. So it is kind of on the whole narrative. Like I hear the Beth praise. I hear the um, cheap compliment to Howard. Like, is he in on, does he know all the rules or I, I don't really know a lot about their relationship, but it seems like he's kind of aware of the illusion a little bit. And he's even playing into it with his girl where you know, she's not into the, all the reasons that she is into him. He's listing. She's not into this and that or whatever. No, that's every reason why she's into you. It's almost like it just reminds me of Howard a little bit. Mm-hmm. Raven? I want to say beard knows beard. So Caitlin, John's wife, is playing the game just as good as Beefus played the game when she first met Wiggy. And is all into everything they're into. Not mm-hmm. saying one bad word and is just supporting them and building up their egos. Because when you have guys that are in the industry like this, that's all they need is their ego stroked. Mm-hmm. So we also know that John has gossip pages, uh, tons of things about him being involved in three ways where it's two men and a girl. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the two men. And so having Ralph over, which leads into this clip where... He's helping Caitlin decorate for Halloween and taking care of the baby. That's not Ralph at all. Mm -hmm. But he does it because he knows it gets him an in. And like with Sam Simon, it got him an inheritance. It got him money. So to live that life in a mansion out in L.A., he will basically be a chameleon to whatever Mm. needs to be. And I think that's how he got into Wiggy's life, too. Yes. But then, like, Mm. he got too comfortable and he started throwing up and putting vomit sheets in the laundry machine. So it just became like, you know, he he had so many strikes against him that he just got tossed out. But other people have no problem picking up on him. Now, this was a couple years ago that Stamos talks about him, but Stamos mentions Ralph a shitload during this interview. So Mm -hmm. we'll get to those clips. That's just Mm. my thoughts. Well, to go along with that, because you just took the words out of my mouth, it was... um, it's it's just been always very odd and very telling that Sam Simon, who I've looked for years to look for dirt on him, he's never come out as gay. It's never been publicized that, you know, he's out of the closet, even posthumously. But you look at him, you look at his 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 whole his history of his life. He's been married a couple times. One marriage lasted literally two weeks. Jennifer Tilly, who's seem like a, a pretty big gay icon actually she's almost like the uh, judy garland of her generation and who i love anyway i think she's she's fantastic but um she 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 got um she became i think i think he was i think sam was undeniably bi or gay and this was just beard you know beard life 
And then, so Stamos, Wiggy, and Sam, what would they all have in common? Ralph. What does yes. Ralph, we know, we know Ralph's an admitted bisexual. It sounds to me like because Wig can't, and this is just a theory, guys, you're spitballing, you guys tell me if I'm full of shit, that <laughs> in that particular situation, since Wiggy can't come out, it's not like he can get, he can get as jealous as he wants when he hears Ralph going on vacation with Sam and busting Sam's balls and asking him, like, why are you having Sam? Why are you having Ralph out there? And Sam la- laughing, like, quietly. What does that tell you? It, I think uh, Wiggy's li- living vicariously through mm-hmm. Ralph. Yes. He's got, so if Ralph has his claws into somebody, he can get all the dirt on them from Ralph. Sure. Okay. And mm-hmm. when you were talking to Benjamin, I think Bob might even have s- some thoughts on this, that he, Wiggy is so disciplined with his food and his sexuality that he will not ever come out or act upon any of that gayness because as long as his parents are alive, as long as there are certain stereotypes in society, it's just mm-hmm. not possible for him and that he is so austere in his beliefs. And so he keeps that all a secret, which is like why I brought up why he might be on webcams with young twinks, but his <laughs> camera is covered. And that was another gossip page thing. Um, yeah. Someone asked about it on our Facebook group. And uh-huh. so I brought that up too, but it just seems like he's he's dancing around this gay atmosphere with Wilding, with Ralph, mm-hmm. and so there's that. But to sit back and watch Ralph get in with all these Hollywood types, I would think Wiggy gets kind of mad too because mm-hmm. he's only there because of Wiggy. Yeah. Right. Well, so it's yeah, it's a and they're getting s- those people are getting some of his admiration he believes there's only so much admiration in the world and so much admiration that someone can give that's how someone with mpd thinks so he's saying well, what if ralph starts to admire these other people um my view on ralph and what i think <clears throat> howard and these people howard's not capable of doing anything you know <laughs> i mean he really is and that's one thing that's that's really proven time and time again he needs someone to do everything for him mm-hmm. so the the impression that i get from ralph is he's a guy that can go to the dirty areas he can find drugs he can find whatever kind of sex stuff going on you know he's he's almost a, like a liaison into the underworld in some kind of way you know like he, I, I think that howard utilized him at some point to maybe facilitate affairs um facilitate him acquiring you know i know you guys think he's gay i don't think he's gay but either way you want to put it i think that he uses ralph to sort of facilitate these types of things like go to a club cd you know exactly like the stuff that people can't talk about i think that ralph is probably a guy who knows how to keep his mouth shut yeah, And he's probably got a reputation amongst those people like, hey, you know, if you want to have him out here, this guy can get certain things going. Yeah. When, when you're in, when you're in that kind of environment too, you know how to navigate, you start making connections. And um, I think that's that's just kind of how I view Ralph and what Ralph is. Well, you certainly don't fuck up as much as he has throughout the course of the show since he's been on and keep your job if you're not in Wiggy's underpants as far as I'm concerned like if you're in his good graces or whatever you want to call it like if he's up his ass basically he's his girlfriend and they've joked about it but it's not a joke Raven 
I was just thinking back to like Wiggy used to listen in on Buckwald calls with Jackie and Stuttering John when they were cutting deals. Mm-hmm. He wanted to know what they were saying and how they were reacting to what Completely. Buckwald was presenting them. Yep. So my theory is this, that he wants to know what people are saying about him. Mm-hmm. And that's why he sends Ralph out mm. on these uh, vacations, staycations with these celebrities. And he's okay with it because he comes back with intel. Also, I think that might be a reason why he would listen to our shows is he wants to know what people are saying about him. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have the marble effect that like a Stamos or a Sam Simon does. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm on the fence with that a little bit. But mm-hmm. it would be a reason because he's always wanted to know what people think and say about him. Well, except, when he hear, except, when, sorry, except when he hears how bad it is. And then all of a sudden, yeah. shut it off, shut it off. I can't deal with it. So it's a c- conflicted thing. Uh, Bob? Well, like a, a good example of maybe what I, <clears throat> what I'm saying here is the the infamous condom saga, where mm-hmm. immediately whatever that was got panned on to Ralph. You know, yep. Ralph is kind of the fall guy. Ralph is the person facilitating these kinds of things. Like that's another reason why you need someone like that around. And <clears throat> you know, unfortunately, when you're a guy that's not established, where Ralph is. Seems to have kind of a parasitic uh, existence. Like, he's the guy when you get pulled over and you have dope in the car, he's a guy that everybody knows he's going to take the hit. You know, like, yeah. yeah. That's just, that's kind of how I view him. Mm-hmm. Um, the next clip is called Ralph and John Sitting in a Tree. The phone with Beth, and we called you. And I heard through the grapevine <laughs> that you thought I was calling. The only reason I would be calling you. Is because yeah. Ralph had died Ralph or dead. You thought yeah. Ralph was dead if something happened to Ralph. Yeah, it's like oh Beth and Howard pick up. I'm like, Ralph's dead. Ralph's got to be dead. I mean, why else are they going to call me on a Saturday? <laughs> you know, when I heard that, I was, you know, the weirdest thing is if Ralph died, I don't even think I would call you. I, you'd I mean, have to you call know, him. Yeah, you'd not. have to call yeah, me yeah. if Ralph died. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, but I, okay. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this connection. It really Isn't is that- like. Rent boy, you're, look, the rent boy's gone. We got to find another fucking pincushion. Uh, Raven, isn't that so telling that that's why Stamos thought Howard would call him because Howard doesn't call him anymore? No, and he thought, Oh my god, my side piece is gone. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and and of course, we all know Wiggy is not calling anybody about anything. No, that lazy piece not. of shit is just sitting there with his fucking onion journals and his fountain pens. Yeah. Bob, Bob's smiling. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when you got something to say, I could see it in those Freudian eyes. No, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what he was implying there. Like, is he saying, I don't care about Ralph that much. I don't, I don't, I don't get what his whole point was where he brought it up. Cause he was trying to convey something. Like I wouldn't even call you if Ralph died, you know, like that's how little I think about your guy's relationship or I don't know, whenever you see him devaluing something like that, there, there, there's something going on, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it, I think again, it's rooted maybe in jealousy. Why is Ralph like, maybe I want the inside well, dope of Ralph. Yeah. I mean, there, but I hate the fact that I'm conflicted because I don't want him there. I want him with me. Ralph and Beth <laughs> are both paid supply, you know yeah. I mean? That's yeah. what supply is. It's admiration, attention, and and he probably is jealous 
you know, even outside of a sexual thing, like, oh, man, he's probably thinking John is the greatest guy ever because he's good looking and has money and blah, 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 all these things I don't have. Yeah. So he's like, man, he's he's getting in on my my action. Here, so. <laughs> right. So, all right. So let's go with the number seven. Wiggy. For, oh, sorry. I don't know what number now because we've we've excised a few here. Wiggy farts dust. <laughs> well, look, I mean, for is me, from your father, I mean, the. No, I think for me, well, I got a lot of hangups, but for yeah. me, um, being excellent at something is. Okay. He, it, it, that's where it just cut off. I'm not sure exactly why. Um, yeah, it's fucking weird. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I don't know okay. what happened. All right. We'll keep going to the next one. Uh, Wiggy pines for an older man. I love this fucking clip. Your relationship with Don Rickles. Man. I, the reason I didn't understand it is because like I have trouble making friends with older men. It would have been a great thing for me if I could have done that because my, my father was pretty cold to me. And I think if I had been wise enough or knew enough about my own mental health, right. if I could have had a few older men who mentored me in the ways of yeah. being oh, a man, Jesus. it would have been helpful. So I used to speculate that maybe your sobriety and everything. Okay, hold on, guys. I, I didn't mean to cut that one as it was because there's only a second left. But anyway... He's he's has trouble making friends with anybody. I don't know who the fuck he thinks right. he's fooling. And the Rickles thing bothers me because I know there's a clip that exists. I'm not sure exactly when. I went through Mark's frig and tried to find it. Um, he's going to talk soon about how he uh, Rickles didn't insult him. Meanwhile, there's a clip of him on Letterman saying, "Look at this guy. Who's this guy with the trick or treat hair and shit?" <laughs> and so a little revisionist history, but. He actively said on the show, he told Don one night when they were together, please don't make fun of me because I can't take it. Right. What kind of fucking <laughs> pussy would go up to Don Rickles and tell him, you know, like, why, why would you go up to Bruce Lee and say, don't show me any sidekicks? You know what I mean? Why would you go up to Don Rickles and say, don't do what you do because I'm too much of a fucking pussy, knowing it's a badge of honor to be insulted by Don Rickles? It's so strange. He's such a, you, you nailed it. He's, a, he's just a pussy. But like, what is Don supposed to say? What is he supposed to do? I mean, he gave him the trick or treat hair, but. Yeah. And that was just, being easy. That uh, was probably going, that was like light. That wasn't even light petting or something like light, light right. jab on him. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Bob? Yeah, it's just like, he's got to always get something from a relationship. Like he, he can't figure things out on his own. Like he's just so helpless. Like. There's lots of people growing up without older. I don't know. I've just, I've never thought like I need this in my life to teach me this. <laughs> like I, you go out and it just, he's so fucking helpless. I wish that yeah. there had been someone. To, like, I don't even think of anyone in my life where I'm like, oh, this was an older man that mentored me. You just, I don't know. I, I guess that pe a lot of people do have that relationship, but it's like he just needs to be shown everything. You, he just cannot be. He can't be held accountable for fucking anything. No, and he the, cannot be held accountable. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not just that, but I mean, the idea that Ben Stern, who, for all intents and purposes, was those old style, you know, old style parents that back in the day, those dads would work, and you would never see them until they came back from work. And if it happened to be late, or if you only saw them on the weekend, which in the history of Howard Stern, if I, I know I've got the clip, he'll admit, look, maybe I wasn't there as much as I could have been, but it was kind of impossible based on the work I was doing. But I was always there on the weekends, and we were always together. 
I think it's kind of a chicken shit thing at 67, 68 years old to continually blame your fucking dad for, Absolutely. you know, like you just, you just, number one, you understand it as an adult and you get over it and you say, yeah, he, he tried, he tried the best he could and he did a great job. I would say the same about my father who, you know, was a bit of a hothead, but it wasn't because he fucking hated me, <laughs> you know, probably he's, everyone he's, here he's turned it into. Wiggy's Wiggy's turned it into fuck. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't hire me for at the studio that he he owned. He, uh, you know, he never took me to this. He never took me to that. Blame him for everything. Blame him for wanting fucking sausage as an adult. I don't know, uh, Raven. For Christ's sake, like in my twenties, even late twenties, early thirties, like I came to a realization of all my parents did for me, and yeah. then as I became a parent in my thirties, I was like, holy fucking Christ, this is not easy, right. and. They held it together better than I thought they would. Yeah. And then I had so much more respect for them. And I saw them in a different light. And I evolved. And I grew. And I matured. But for the rest of us, you know, for everybody else that's normal like us and is in our 40s or 30s or 50s, we've seen this. We've gone through it. We don't look back and like he does. It's, it's, It's really sad. But my anger is so huge that I, I have no sadness or empathy for him. What, what the fuck ever. It's just enough. Like everybody's sick of hearing it. And that's some of the biggest feedback you get, even on fan sites. Oh yes. Bob, even they can't take it. Like it reminds me, I think you guys did a clip not that long ago where he was talking about a basketball player. I don't know if it was Kobe Bryant or whatever. He's like, I, I would have been good at basketball, but I never had anyone to show me basketball. Like, <laughs> I wish I had had someone. Do you guys remember that clip? Yeah. And, like, yeah. it just reminds me of this. And I, I remember at the time hearing it was like, when I started playing hockey, no one in my family had ever played hockey ever. <laughs> like, yeah. it was just, what no one had to show me anything <laughs> I've ever wanted to do. Like, when I started drumming, no one in my family was drumming. When I got into psychology, my dad has a degree in psychology, but he wasn't practicing. He, he was an attorney. Um, but it was just, I. it's like he has to be shown these things, and it's so alien to me because everything that I'm into... I've sort of found on my own, you know, I mm-hmm. saw a hockey game. I was like, that looks fucking great. Yeah. I want to play hockey. Like right. he, yeah. he absolves himself just by saying no one showed me how to do this. And even <laughs> at his age now, <laughs> there's no, no accountability. One, no one showed me how to be a parent. Raven. Well, it's, you know, I can relate with the sports thing. Like I played sports that my parents never played. But when he is that tall, how does the basketball coach not come to him and say, hey, we need you to rebound and just put up layups and just, you know, maybe learn a a free throw. But no, I mean, you never hear about anything like that. But he was just such antisocial. Well, I think That's I think he, I had, he 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 just had no athletic ability. Did you see that him playing basketball against who was it? Joe Walsh, Niels Lofgren, Niels Lofgren. Sorry, and then also he I think he lost in basketball to Tony Katane, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my that was my next thought was, dude, you're six fucking five, and you grew up in New York, and someone had to tell you you should maybe think about playing basketball. Like, isn't that kind of fucking obvious? I mean. Duh. You, you're, yeah, you're, you're from this supposedly black area. I'm sure right. someone was playing, you know, Beep, ball baby. over there. Yeah, totally. So uh, number nine, wah, Rickles never picked on me. I was shocked that Rickles never picked on me. Like 
it was weird. Like, you know, he always kind of goofs on everybody and it's kind of the, yeah. you know, the badge of honor that Don Rickles fucking liar. You, you, I know it, this clip exists. It's probably 2018 and I don't have, uh, more of the later shows archived. Unfortunately, I think I have, uh, there's a bit of a gap in there, but if anybody can find that clip and send it to me, uh, I'd be more than grateful. I looked on Mark's friggin'. It was tough because you're looking for a keyword and Mark, Mark doesn't always, you know, uh, come through on that. And also he can miss stuff too, because he's human and, uh, he's human and he absolutely put in some kind of like, he had, he said it, he announced it on the show. Like I saw Don and I told him to, you know, take it easy on me because I can't handle it. And he actively admitted that I can't even, I couldn't even believe it when I heard it. So let's continue. <laughs> Made a joke about you. When yeah. I was with him, even on Letterman, we appeared together. He never would say a bad word about me. He never, even I went to dinner with him one night. Uh, with a group of people, and he was vicious to everyone in the room. Funny, <laughs> but vicious. I mean, really shockingly vicious. Yeah. And yeah. he'd come to me and, oh, hey, Howard, how you doing? That because he knew you were a fucking pussy and it was fruit, and you couldn't take it. <laughs> I mean, like, like Don must have known inherently anyway. Like, don't this guy's just a just a you know a little bit of a putzoglifti. Uh, so if I go after him, he's just going to crumble and go in the fetal position. Yeah. Yeah. I. I think Don couldn't get away from him fast enough because he just, <laughs> he didn't want anything to do with him. Probably, I'll be honest. Yeah. That's my. So. Well, yeah, it's and there's the only other ex experience you hear about them is like um, there's one. It's a great clip. I think I'll have to play it in a future episode where Howard was trying to tell a story about uh, the producer of the Tonight Show, uh, but he meant to say Freddie de Cordova, but he brought up Peter Lasalle, and he goes he goes Peter Lasalle. He's still alive. What are you talking about? Don corrected Howard <laughs> the story that he was telling. <laughs> he it. goes, I was so fucking embarrassed. Anyway. <laughs> he never, and I, I don't know, I still to this day don't know what to make, you know, make of that whole thing. Maybe he didn't like you. No, I'm kidding. Maybe. He, was, he, he revered you. No, no, no. I, I think. <laughs> Thank you, John, yeah. for telling us what we already know. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what Howard was implying right there? Like, maybe this guy didn't like me, like. Yeah, he was probably giving shit to everybody that he didn't think was a fucking introvert psychopath. I mean, <laughs> serial killer, fucking scarecrow. I'm sure he's breaking a lot of balls, but oh fuck! And Rickles, I mean, just go, just throw a rock in some of those roasts and some of those like those Dean Martin roasts and stuff. And when he was just going after people, and there was Lawanda Page, who of course was Aunt Esther on Sanford and Son, and he goes, uh, Lawanda. Uh, you can come to the house Tuesday, just the furniture. He's <laughs> like, you know, this stuff you can't get away with anymore, but Don could because they knew oh, he no. wasn't a, he, he wasn't a hateful person and he insulted everybody. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. There was clips of, um, back in when Kevin Hart was on the show, Yeah, he was talking about Don Rickles calling him, you know, like a monkey or uh monkey boy or i can't i can't something. imagine he use i can't imagine he use actually use that word and i think kevin was i think he fucked up i think he missed mixed it but there's no way yeah i i didn't want to clip it just because it was too uh inflammatory in a way yeah yeah and don rickles is such an older gentleman that has humor from a different bygone era and yes it just it isn't received well these days and people no. wouldn't quite get it so it just, it didn't, it wasn't presented well and I didn't clip it, but yeah, uh, Don, Don likes to drop, you know, the F word for gays. He likes to drop, you know, all kinds of ethnic things, but he grew up with like Sammy and Dean and oh, all those Christ. guys. And Everybody. 
So <laughs> it, it was, was just a different time. He never adjusted. He never adjusted his humor to the current <laughs> day and time. And, well, no. And in fact, I mean, if you look at Den, there's a clip of him and Denzel in 2008 or 2009 on Letterman. And Denzel's like fucking, he's, he couldn't be more pleased that Don's coming out. Cause he's already laughing before Don comes out. When he does come out, he looks at Den- Denzel, he goes, you're great. You're great. Now I'm going to talk to the dummy. How are you, Dave? So he's going after Dave first. And then Dave, Dave's, you know, and then Dave's like, how are you, Don? And Don <laughs> points to Denzel. He goes, why is he here to clean up? you know, and, and Denzel's fucking losing it because he knows yeah. he's of that he generation. He knows that he knows he's old enough to know who Don Rickles is and what the context is. Then you got a bunch of snowflakes here going, fuck, you know, like he said that he said, come on for fuck's sake. Anyway, sorry. I love Don. So I, I can't hear bullshit about him. Um, number 10, father hunger, what daughter? That's the clip. How old are they? 90 something? My father's 97. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, my father and I have a fine relationship in the <laughs> sense that, you know, I love him. And, and uh, But, you yeah, know, yeah. I think we missed out on a lot. We weren't uh, close. He didn't get me. Uh, he didn't take really uh, that much of an interest in me, and, and, and nor could he relate to me. I think we had a close relationship, but he didn't get into me. He <laughs> which is it? <laughs> which? What the fuck? <laughs> Lord have mercy. Did you break, you broke the cycle with your daughters, right? I know you. Were. Yeah, but I went into therapy. I I didn't know how right. to be a father. Honestly, I I, I I thought I did. I said, "Oh, I'll be like my father." <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's blame Ben for his relationship with his kids as well. Yeah, <laughs> lack thereof. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Which is probably not the best idea. I just thought that's how parents are. And, um, you know, I probably was too much of a hard ass. And then when I went into therapy, I said, you know, I'm really here because I want to be a good father. And I was divorced and I was like, <laughs> and I want to learn to be a good husband. Oh, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm out of it. I'm not, I don't really understand what it is to be a man. <laughs> what did <And> he, what? Gutter, <laughs> gutter. Boy. He's Pause. not kidding about that. No, he's not. And so this is one of my, uh, I like, and I think that's the one. No, there's, there's a few more that tie into that, but he's This one's called Wiggy worried about guitar, taking it, taking time out of his tracing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> more time in my life. I think well, you did kid, that now just move on to guitar. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you, you gotta, if you're going to perfect something, I want to be really good at painting. I'm not really good at it. I'm, no, I'm not. okay. I want to get better. <sighs> I'm running out of time. You know what I mean? You could do. do you think Speaking about that of running time? Out of, yeah, I think about oh, it all the time. I just don't have enough time. That's why your <laughs> your father's letter, and I'm, I'm letting it sink in now, is so... Oh, my God. We did a comparison, I think, already of his artwork. And there's there's people on our in our Facebook group that are legitimately talented, like visual artists. And uh, not just talking Photoshoppers and stuff. I'm talking about people who studied drawing, paint. They studied art in general. And they'll tell you, there's no way you get from this to this, like the, that, that, that painting he did of the, the fence in the Hamptons in front of that, like on the beach. On the beach, yeah. Without tracing, like he literally traced it over with onion (laughs) skin paper and then fucking painted it. No different than a tattoo artist getting the fucking design (laughs) you want, putting it on your, you know, and then putting it on your, you know, you know, he's no freehand, freehand genius. So, uh, Raven, please. Next uh, two-week vacation that we get, I'm going to yeah. start getting an app off of my phone, and I'm going to start water painting. I'm going to take a picture, and I'm going to alternate that app and do something, and I'll show you the before and the after and how long it took me to learn it. 
because okay. I'm always up for learning a new skill. Like I know time is short on my plate, but still, I I just want to prove to people that this is possible. Anybody else out there up for the challenge? Please go for it. Post it on our page. We will approve it. I guarantee. Yes, you. and I'll throw it up on the uh, like. Just I'll, I'll explain it and uh, I'll put it on the visual for the uh, YouTube channel. The next time we do an episode, we'll insert them and we'll tell who did it and how long it took them. Well, I'll just put all that information. Bob? Go for it. What 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 the fuck is he doing that he doesn't have time for it? <laughs> he he's at his house. He works from home. <laughs> he he works three days a week. He's in the fucking sky. He's in they, the Skynet they, vault. This they they do nothing, and yeah. they have no connection to anything. It's not just their kids. No, they have no connection. Like. If you want to get good at an artistic endeavor, you have to want it. You know, like there, there's no way that <clears throat> I could sit on on Skype right now and you go, hey, Bob, I want to be a great drummer. I can't intellectualize how to do that to you over like you have to fucking want it. You have to yes. want like and there's just there's talkers, you know, like I've seen it so much in my life, you know, with different even just musicians where they just talk, you know, like it, you can tell when somebody really wants something, they don't talk about it and they keep refining it and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll be self critical. Yes. And they'll, they'll keep like, they, they, and this is almost where I feel bad for people with MPD is they they long to be normal and have these connections to things, even if it's just a video game, even if it's just reading comic books, even if it's just playing guitar, they have no connection to anything. They don't feel for anything other than themselves. So you have to really connect with an instrument, with you know a paintbrush, and they just can't do it as much as they try. Advent, Adventure Denali and Olivia Jade vlogs are very important to him. Yeah, those take up quite a bit of time watching them when they post like one a week. And uh, I haven't gotten to the fountain pen page yet, but I have looked at Adventure Denali, Olivia Jade. God help me, I've I lost brain cells just watching that. And mm -hmm. um, what the fuck oh, is oh, that? Oh, and brushing <laughs> musu peaches and pebbles are. Yeah, Pebbles, <laughs> Helen Rose, Charlie, I, I can't even remember. Blind Bella, that's the one I'm thinking of. It's, it's actually amazing if you think about the, the people who are famous for one thing, but they, they have a hidden skill doing something else. Ron Wood, I believe, is something of an artist. Tony Bennett is an amazing artist, like a painter. Uh, Anthony Quinn did great work, and his son was a sculptor. Uh, my wife saw one of their, their they had a joint exhibit, uh, exhibit at the museum, local museum one uh, many years ago. And so it, but they're not like, they're not, a, you know, advertising, oh, this is what they do. It's more like, this is a hobby. This is what we like to do. He, so you said, Bob, you just mentioned he wants to, you say he wants to, uh, have a connection to art somehow, or he wants to be a guitarist, whatever. Does he really want to? Or does he, is he, is it a, is it a thing where I'd like to be able to be seen as good at this? No, I, I think they legitimately want to connect with something, um, but they just can't because they don't care about anything outside of themselves and they don't feel for anything outside of themselves. And like, 
we just saw it even their own children i mean you're talking about the most powerful connection probably a human being can have mm-hmm. and he still didn't feel for his kids he had to learn how to feel for them so mm-hmm. it's like they they want to be normal they want to be into grilling they want to be into video games whatever they see people doing guitar is a common one art mm-hmm. the the painting kind of low hanging fruit honestly but um they don't they want to but they just can't and they and they they don't know the processes of having a connection and having passion which is why they try to boil it down to a very impersonal thing where you see this tutor thing over and over yeah. again because that's yeah. how they think that they do it. But like, honestly, you know, when I gave drum lessons and I would give them to, you know, younger, for the most part, you know, kids start up around middle school. Yeah. You could just tell like a kid who wanted to think that he was a drummer. And then there were kids that would come in and. Dabble they had already mastered all the sticking and like you could tell like this kid really it's it's 10 percent of me telling them and it's 90 percent of them wanting it yeah you know like that's what they don't get they think it's 90 percent instruction Mm -hmm. and 10 percent passion but that's not that's not it i mean that's not how you get good at anything you get good at anything once you start going past the point that it hurts yeah you know so yeah, the uh, next clip is called A Different Kind of Father. I think that letter, I, I, I don't blame you for framing that on the wall. I w- believe me, I would frame it too. And my mom wrote letters too, and I found those after she died. You know, Do you write your kids' letters? I do write my <laughs> kids, but I'm very, very close with my kids. I, at least I, I, I think I am. I think they'd say the same thing. We, we talk <laughs> yeah. on the phone regularly, we Zoom, we do, you know, now with COVID, but... You know, yeah, I mean, I'm trying. I, one of the reasons I went into therapy is I didn't, I wanted to be a different kind of father. I wanted to learn. After- <laughs> okay, hold on. The context, guys, was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, John was, uh, got a letter from his dad, and he, his dad has basically explained how he was really happy, uh, how John com- comported himself amongst his coworkers and how he was very well liked and that he uh, was a professional and all this. It wasn't about, wow, you're a great, you're the best fucking actor, which, you know, no one's going to mistake uh, uh, John Stamos for Sir Lawrence Olivier. But, um, but he was just saying how he's really proud of himself, like how he, he became, behaved professionally and he got really right. emotional. I believe he cried, didn't he? Yeah, John got very choked up when he was reading the article, uh, the letter from his dad that mm-hmm. said all those things that you just mentioned. Yeah, and so, <laughs> but so for, Wiggy we, yeah. didn't really yeah. address it. He no. he blew past it. It it was a very long clip. I tried to clip it. I know Sam wanted this. I didn't clip it because he kind of talked about it, but then he like moved on, and it was like yeah. one of those saber dance things. And I was just yeah. like. Oh my God, this is going to take two minutes of clipping. I'm not doing this. So yeah. that's what you get. It, I'm just summing it up for you guys flat mm-hmm. out. You know, Wiggy was digging for father hunger. Then when he got it and he got real emotion out of John, vroom, he couldn't deal right with it. it. So, and so Bob, that's where I want to ask the next question. That's where I want to ask you, Bob. Um, was it a case of, oh, God, I'll never feel that? Or was like, oh, I can't, I'm not comfortable with that. Like, I can't, I can't deal with someone else having emotions. Like, time, like, abort, abort, abort. Well, 
that's that's one thing yeah they they do not want to connect they do not want emotional connection they will hightail it from any kind of emotional connection or real emotional talk but you know this is very speculative on my part but i feel like ben maybe did had given him a letter like that or had told him those things and he realized that Oh, okay. So this kind of invalidates my (laughs) narrative here. Like, cause my dad did that, you know, I'm sure Ben has told him like, and he's, he's kind of admitted it too. Like, they're like, yeah, this is amazing what you did. Yeah. So I almost wonder if he had received something like that or some sort of praising. He's like, oh shit, I can't really, if I bring it up, oh, my dad did the same thing. Then his whole you know the whole illusion kind of goes away because it's like oh it sounds like your dad's a pretty heartfelt guy yeah you know you're you're crying about him in your 60s (laughs) raven uh bob i have a question do you think that when ben passes away wiggy will reveal some of these heartfelt things and try to show emotions like a real human well, or, or, or hold on, do you think he's going to double down and it's like, fuck him, Ben was a rapist, you know, like he, he healed 20 people and he buried them in Long Island under our old house and now I can finally tell people? <laughs> well, Howard thrives in victimhood as all people with MT- NPD do. Mm-hmm. So he would probably, he's either going to go one way or the other. He, if mm-hmm. he reveals all these great things about his dad, it'll be to elicit more empathy towards him towards Howard or now that there's really no one to check him. Although that doesn't seem to really stop him to this point because Mm -hmm. a lot of what he said has been disputed by basically all the family members from what I understand. Oh yeah. Um, I think he'll start to go the other way and start talking about how much he meant to him and how sad and he, you know, cause this right. now makes him again another victim. You yeah. know, when someone's parent dies, I think he's gonna really soak that soak that up. It would be my guess. Okay, think, like a poor me pity party. Exactly. Yeah. Well, why yeah. why not use that as an opportunity? No, the fucking guy left me. He died. Fuck him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like I, I it because d- death affects people so many different ways, it, and everybody has their own ways of dealing with it. And uh, I think you're right on the on the first point, uh, Bob. I think he actually knows he's completely full of shit, and that Ben was supportive. And he said it like he's contradicted himself so many times, saying that Ben was a mensch and admitting that, and what good he yeah. did for even his brother-in-law, and then. Yeah. You know, if you like, we I played you that clip where his uh, his he 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 went and did a solid for uh, Ellen, uh, d- that's uh, Wiggy's sister's husband, and his business, and it made it. Like, he was trying to make Ben sound really good, but in the end, it did sound like he was either envious or pissed off that that didn't happen with me. Well, no, Wig, it probably didn't because he knew you were a useless piece of shit, and Ben would have done whatever he could to help you, but that can only go to a point. Ultimately, you have to have the goods, and if Howard didn't have the goods, what could Ben do? I think the only way that Howard would take that approach to trash him further is Howard's MPD is so bad, I do think it's possible that he would become envious of the attention that his dead father was getting, and he may want to oh devalue his dad and allocate <laughs> more of that attention onto himself. Wow. But I don't think he's going to take wow. that approach. 
Wow. I don't think he will. I mean, he's really losing it, though. That's why I can't. I can't write that off. Like it's that severe. He right. he's he's literally mentally ill. Like we're listening to a just certified mentally ill person right now. So I I can't really call it. But it's going to go one of those two ways. I'm pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Either way, either way, you know it's not going to be some kind of. It's not going to be bends well, around like he never died. Either, either way, yeah. Either way, it's going to come back to him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Parroting the psychiatrist. Tools. Well, specifically, you have to put aside, first of all, your narcissism. Right. You cannot be thinking of yourself. You got to be thinking of the kids and what would be best for their right. growth and their development. And right. for t- particularly for people like us who, who have a show business career, we're so used to the spotlight and grabbing the spotlight that us. He has to include Stamos because it can't just be him. It, he has to sort of validate the fact that he's a fucking narcissist by saying we're all narcissists. And that may yep. be true for the most of most of show business. I'm sure there's a, a level of narcissism. But I think, uh, it cont- uh, I think also, on the other hand, there are a shitload of uh, celebrities who have so little self-esteem that if you t- post, like if you actually gave them that narcissism test, a lot of them would not pass, like they wouldn't pass as of 34, like Rob, and they'd actually be like 14, 15, have really low self-esteem, maybe even lower. And whatever they get is not enough. Like it's not, it's not, not that it's not enough. It doesn't affect them because, um, they're just psychologically, it's not going to change who they intrinsically are. Bob. Do you want to go ahead, Raven? What were you going to say? The, uh, real quick that John never denied being a narcissist. Mm-hmm. He went along with the story that Wiggy was portraying him as. So mm-hmm. he's kind of subservient that way. Well, it, it, it's, it could be he agrees with him or he's just like, I don't even want to go down this road because it's now it's now we're way <laughs> now we're both talking mm-hmm. about, you know, we're, we're waxing each other's Johnson. So but but the only reason I went to Bob is because I saw his, his finger first. But go ahead, Bob. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't want to turn this into a, a full-blown MPD episode, but sure. one one thing, there's, there's two kind of rules to that that I want to bring up, and one is that there's a difference between highly narcissistic people and people with narcissistic personality disorder. There's a mm-hmm. very big difference between those oh. two. And okay. the second, like Howard has full-blown narcissistic personality disorder. He is not just highly narcissistic. He has the disorder 100%. This, the second thing is that there's clearly, when you talk about self-esteem and, and how some of them have it low, anyone with real narcissistic personality disorder has no self-esteem. It is mm-hmm. incredibly low. They they have nothing there. That is why their entire sense of self is generated through other people, through supply. They live and have a sense of self through the perception of others, which is why they need to control others, because they need to control their own perception in other people's minds. Amazing. So they have very little self-esteem, true narcissistic personality disorders now someone who's highly narcissistic may have some self-esteem issues 
low self-esteem, high self-esteem. You can find very high level, uh, high self-esteem in, in narcissistic people. But with people that have the full-blown disorder, they have remarkably low self-esteem, like un, unreasonable low self-esteem. They're, mm-hmm. they're unreasonably self-loathing. They're unreasonably negative. They're like even they have a they have a lower image of themselves than even the people around them actually have about them <laughs> that um you got to let your kid grab the spotlight yeah and how are you going to how are you going to say no to yourself um uh, when you want to when you that urge you right yeah like like you learn to say no to substance and no to all these women mm-hmm. But I was like, could I say no to not wanting to grab the spotlight from my kids and have them just sit there and admire me like there's someone in the audience? Holy fuck. And, um, you know, that, that wow. that's part of the lesson I get. This is, you know, it's funny because we just got a new Facebook member not even two hours ago on our group. And her hook was the NPD episode or one of the NPD episodes. And she said, I just, I was married to one and I won't say who it is, but uh, just, you know, just, 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 she knows she's counted for. And... Uh, a lot of people, the, even on the YouTube channel, they're saying, I didn't realize how many fucking narcissists I have, uh, how many NPD people I have in my life uh, or mm-hmm. narcissists, you know, along the spectrum, basically. And mm-hmm. it is staggering. Once you start um, putting on those they live glasses and you start mm-hmm. seeing <laughs> these yeah. people, it is it is actually frighteningly, like, shocking. Consistent. It's terrifying. Yeah. So this, and so for him to out, this is kind of a kind of amazing clip. There's a whole bunch of behaviors you have to change or, or, or get introduced to. Behaviors you have to change or get introduced to. What? Tutored. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because the next clip is 13A. <laughs> I was a good parent. Wait a minute. No, I needed a parent tutor. <laughs> you go to their events if they had sports oh, or yeah. school stuff. Or, sure. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I always went. <laughs> But, uh, you know, there's, there's so much to it. That's why I yeah. think anybody, I wish in school they teach people how to be a parent, you know, all that was, all that was going through my mind when I heard this clip originally was when Bob said he probably went to one fucking karate lesson and never went again. <laughs> like whenever, you know, Same. Emily might've been taking karate or something like that or Taekwondo or gymnastics. And then like, fuck it, G- Allison, you take her, you know, I'm not going to, I can't be bothered. And because also it's the pauses, right? He's struggling to think of some way to get out of this very awkward thing where he has to admit I was a shit parent. Right. He, he, he always bump first through all these questions that are brought upon him that he's not expecting about his kids and how he is as a parent. Hold on. Let me see if I can find another clip real quick. Um, and this is one we're going to tackle in an episode I'm not even going to mention yet. But I love this fucking clip. I just have to find it. Um, hold on. Well, while you're looking, yeah. I was I was going to say <clears throat> it was yep. earlier when John asked him, like, how are things with you and your daughters? And he says, well, I'm I'm close with my daughters. I I think they would say the same. <laughs> like, when you think about people that you're close with, like, I think about my little brother. <laughs> Who's ten years younger than me? Okay. There's no doubt if you asked him, he would say we're close. Like right. I, it wouldn't even. Yeah. I would not have to. I think we're close. Like, I think. I think he'd tell you we're close. No, I know. Ex- he would tell you 100% we're close. Right. Like, right. 
there's not a question. Like when you think about people that you're close to in your life, there's not really, at least for me, you know, this is my own projection, but I don't, I wouldn't hesitate. If you ask me, Bob, name five people you're really close with. I would tell you right off the bat, and I know they'd say the same right. if you asked them. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if you have to well, think about it, it's almost, you got to question it. I don't know. Well, fuck it. Seinfeld, we got the clip. I'll play it one day. He goes, uh, you, you know, is there anybody you feel close to? And he goes, hmm. He fumpers for about 20 seconds. He goes, you don't mean a psychiatrist, right? <laughs> like, that's uh, what we all, that's our normal standard answer as a human being, right? Everybody has a psych that they, you know, that they're close to. <laughs> Do you think this I know that just gives them a hug? Well. <laughs> anyway, look, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this one. This is from 2013, I believe. It's it's breaking in the middle of this, but it just reminded me I gotta play it. It's Sarah Jessica Parker asking him about his fucking kids, and you couldn't get more fumpering if you tried. What what where what are their lives like? What are they're, the fantastic kids? They, I mean, but this is about you. But, but, uh, no, but um, are they in the tri-state area? I mean, are they? You know, they're all over the place. One wants to be a nurse. The other one is in the, the social work. And wow. yeah, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot going on. And uh, are they, do they have partners, romantic? Partners? Yes. Oh, yeah. One of my daughters just got married. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, it was a whole thing. So you managed your unpredictable career, and you managed to raise three girls. Okay. Well, I don't. He didn't raise them, but that's okay. Girls and they yes. turned out well, and they, they did seem turn well out well. So yeah, they're a lot better still... than me. <laughs> so get okay. back to. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't sidewind out of that cul-de-sac mm. faster. Go ahead, Drew. One even had a baby, which makes me a <laughs> pop-up. Well, not at that point, but yeah, it was just you. I think. I think that yeah, one had been. Who's the middle one? Um, De- Deborah. Deborah. Yeah, she got married at that point, I'm pretty sure. But either way, or she was about getting married or something like that. Um, so number 14, you're not even bald. <laughs> I will, and I'll tell you why. That I'm is... I'm not Gates hair this morning, damn it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Look at that. You're not even Bad bald. I mean, I mean, are you dyeing your hair at all, or is that your natural color? I do sometimes. I do you do? You color it a little? Yeah. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad you're going gray. I mean, something. Do you just do it yourself, or you go? You must go to a professional. No. You're not even bald. Like project much? Wow. So so what? uh, Here's a million dollar question I'll ask you guys. Sure. Because I know you you call him Wiggy. Yeah. And the thing is, it just it has a better rhyme. I've never seen. I've never sounds better than hair systemy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what? I've never seen a wig made out of pubic hair. Like, what? <laughs> what is? It, it's not a. It's like a halfway kind of thing, right? Like it's some kind of treatment with the wig. Uh, is a wig will look better than what he has on his fucking head. I mean, okay, Brave, Before you I'm go into this, before you get into this, I want to welcome Spencer Coburn to the group. By the way, thank you for for joining, buddy. Um, I'm Hi, being. Being a long time baldy since I was early twenties and just decided like once it was going, I was getting rid of the fucking thing. I didn't need to look like Robert Goulet or fucking William Shatner. Um, he like I I I love this topic because everybody on dad's side of the family, all the guys are bald as shit, and the mums they all look like you know JFK hair. And um, either way, uh, it it's too that we the, we we figured out that 
like as as hair systems developed as they became mm-hmm. more more sophisticated he surely spent no pair spared no expense getting whatever looked like like you know it used to be plugs now i don't know what it's yeah. called they all, the designations right. change the the vocabulary changes for whatever the systems are but originally if you look we have that Brenner clip from Good Day New York, I think, where he goes, Henny Youngman calls him out and he goes, oh, it's a weave, you know. We're talking 1983, yeah. guys. So he yeah, clearly yeah. had he clearly had this problem way before the poodle do's and stuff. And someone yeah. said, why would you get a wig that looked like that? <laughs> well, it's because he had no fucking style. He had no sense of it. He didn't know what made him look like shit. And to be honest, everything makes him look like shit. So he was doomed one way or the other. Um, Raven? Okay, so... Wiggy sounds better than pluggy. Yeah. So if he does have plugs, I believe it was when Robin called him out on his receding hairline and he was starting to thin out a bit. Yes. Uh, Fillmore has a great clip on his channel regarding that. That just I think he just put up this past week. I did. And um, the Gary Busey fight, there's a whole ring around his head. Right. When he gets ta- when he tackles Gary Busey trying to go after Robin in studio back when they were at K Rock. So right. there's also a great thread on Facebook with <laughs> the many wigs of Wiggy. That, that was Matthew, a ma- Schultz. Matthew Schultz, yeah. Another great yeah, Photoshop. That no, you yeah. and him put together. So how can we not I mean uh, system, plugs, wig, all of the above. I'm willing to go with any combination. Yeah. It's just to me, um, it's, it's just not, not real. natural hair. Yeah, it's fake shit. Yeah, it's yeah. Synthetic. I, I was just, or it's was it's reading. human hair from another country. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I, I agree. I was just wondering like what is the official stance? Because I, I think it's too awful looking to just be a straight wig. It's some sort of hybrid treated weave mixed with plugs, mixed with whatever i mean it fucking it looks bad <laughs> it's, it it's really look- looks bad right i'm willing to guess it's extension sewn in somehow mm-hmm. yeah women yeah. women do that a lot and yeah. um beefus probably knows about it so i'm sure she's had them and she can you know give tony tips on how to deal with howard and maybe that's why it takes three hours to do hair Fuck i yeah. get my hair colored i'm willing to admit i have a few grays I like to keep a certain tone in my hair. And so every two months I get my hair colored. It takes one hour, one hour from coloring, washing and cutting. And I'm right. out the door. Okay. Maybe an hour and a half if I need a full blowout, but I rarely do that. It's just, you know, well, get the, anymore, just get out as soon as I can. So yeah, I just think for sure he has Tony coming over more than he's saying and adjusting him but like we've seen him at his worst and nothing gets past us trust me right not we have <laughs> such great people and everybody just like hawks him on youtube so well the, the, well the the matthew shelf's photoshop which i with his permission i'll put it up on the uh on the thing because it's it's it'll be a little s- small on the small screen or on a phone but i think if you enlarge it it's it's enough high enough res where people can get it he had he did most of the work but then when i when he consulted me about it i go there's some um, weirdo wig shots from like 85 86 the transition between mustache and floofy fagola howard where like he before he looked like john holmes without you know <laughs> without fucking actual right. women and then later on he became like started to get into like it was a, a morphing 
and then Louis the Fourteenth. But yeah, he definitely got big on wigs and never got out of it. And then ultimately when the technology got to the point where he could put in implants or whatever they call them now, where, you know, they wouldn't just blow off. Cause I'm sure he had some days where the fucking wig went with the wind and, um, the, um, Piers Morgan interview that comes to mind in 19, it's 2006 where he goes, he starts pulling on it. He goes, don't get too frisky. Why? <laughs> Who would say that? Who had natural hair that wasn't coming out with any pulling? Well, he yeah. had staff go through these uh, plugs, to probably to see how they did, how they fared. Guinea pigs, based on yeah, guinea pigs. Yeah, Chauncey, and, Chauncey, Billy West, and uh, Grillo. Yeah, I think Grillo. So. Yeah, I think so. And they all did it with this place, and they was all <laughs> wasn't the garbage men installed the plugs. It was a place oh. that went out of, I'm not joking. It was the place went out of business. They started getting people who weren't qualified to do this shit and then, you know, couldn't sue them because they were plugging with the show. Wow. <laughs> they could easily have sued them. Anyway, it was retarded. They just didn't want bad press or Howard didn't want, they didn't want, I think more likely Howard didn't want that company telling the truth about his own fucking hair. That's, okay. that's just the way I see it. Anyway, number 15 is called where's Ralphie. No friendship. Yeah, that's what I should have done, John. I should have gotten you on the show and then done a um, <laughs> uh, an intervention. <laughs> that would have been good. That would have really made you happy. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, Where's I was going to think. Just... I, oh, but one thing. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I thought maybe you didn't want to introduce me to your son. Where's Ralphie? Again, this connection. Yeah. This, it's content. He doesn't. It doesn't. Between any other guests, you don't hear about Ralph. But now with Stamos, there's that connection. And yes, they're friends. They're whatever. He's his Cato Kalin just as much as Wiggy's. But again, it's so creepy. There's something. It's not right. It's not normal. There's something there. Something. So, maybe NT, please. Knows something. Let, let us maybe know. Maybe he NT. knows something. Trying to keep a tab. Hey, this guy knows some shit about me. We did some crazy shit. Uh, Where is this guy? Like, is he okay? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because if he's not okay, he might be willing to sell some info for... Just just might. Yeah. Number 16 is beware of Greeks bearing bullshit. You know, I I might scare him, you know? You you undersell yeah. your the way you look, by the way. Certainly now you've grown into you finally. Yeah, I'm very grown handsome. Into your very handsome. Very you handsome. Beautiful it's okay. Feet. I John, remember John, it's okay. Beautiful feet. I was at his apartment one time and, and there was a there was a book of their vaca- their recent vacation and there's all these beautiful pictures of Beth and bikinis and just Howard's feet. And <laughs> his best feature. <laughs> Oh my lord! Okay, the next clip is "What if the show is shitty?" Well, I don't remember. I watched all three episodes that I had back to back yeah. to back. Believe me, I if the show I'll was shitty, if the show was shitty, I would have watched one episode oh, and and, yeah, and then absolutely. lied to John about watching and the other two. Bingo! Bingo! I don't even know if we need to go further. He just recently there's a couple clips like this where he basically he admits if someone's coming in and he doesn't want to watch something or if he thinks it's crap, he's not going to watch it. Now, we've done, I don't know how many shows we're getting on, 80, 90 collectively with all the little episodes and stuff. But when we have to do an interview, if the person's got a book out, I fucking read it. If they've got uh, done, like with Jackie, uh, I didn't, I couldn't get his book, actually. I can only see, like, uh, uh, 
fragments of it from Google Books. And then, but I said, fuck it, I'll watch all the interviews with him since he's left the show. And I watched almost every single one of them I could just to make sure I wasn't asking him about questions he'd already fucking answered a hundred times. Irrelevant. He turned out, he (laughs) turned out he was going to crowbar the same stories in mostly. Um, But that's, it's just the mark of a good interviewer to do your homework. I mean, uh, do I sound retarded? Dick Cavett was a genius at this. He would ask all kinds of questions from left field. And that's why people wanted to go on that show. So for someone to come in and plug something and not have the fucking time of day to watch what it is, even if it is shitty, you could at least sound like you're interested. Yeah. And that's just it. Like Robin did all the propping up here. Yep. Talking about it. And then Wiggy complained that it's not all in a bundle. Like on Netflix, when you just download a whole season's worth. Right. And he's like, well, it's going to, it's not good for your show because people have to tune in weekly. Well, you know what? Mayor of Easttown did really well and it shut down the server here in Philly because it was based on a show outside of Philly in Delco. So shout out to my Delco peeps. Oh, but cool. it, um, it's just <clears throat> not, Wiki isn't relevant. He doesn't understand our culture. If something's good, or a show is something hot that people like, they're going to watch it weekly. It's just John's show wasn't that. John's right. show was just a feel-good PG-13 family show about a girls' basketball team. Right. And he's the coach that got fired from some college because he acted inappropriately with a player. Oh, my God. Come on. It's just, it's another, it's like full house PhD level. It's not anything great. It's not anything terrible. It's, it's just okay. It's just meh. It's background, yeah. Bob. This is incredibly speculative. I think John Stamos is fishing big time about Ralph and big time trying to understand what's going on with Ralph and Howard because I think he knows Ralph talks to him. I really feel like he's fishing here and that's why he keeps bringing them up. And something's weird about the way that he's bringing him up because Ralph probably knows something that he did. That That's the impression that I'm getting because he keeps bringing him up and Howard keeps blowing this thing off with him. Right. I really feel like he's fishing here. Do you mean fishing, to see, fishing to see if Ralph has told Howard about something that he saw while he was with John or he's fishing well, him to see what Ralph is doing with Howard? No, he's fishing to see... How tight are you guys right now? How often are you seeing Ralph? Did Ralph say something? Is Ralph in a bad situation? Is Ralph, Uh you know, because Ralph and I did some shit, you know, it's probably what he's thinking. (laughs) Like, Ralph and I tag team some, like, couple of are you talking to this guy? Is this guy okay? Is he talking? Like, are you guys, did he tell you something? Like, why is he continually bringing him up? Yeah. I, I really feel like he's fishing here. Where's Ralphie? You might be but right. Maybe. maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm reading too much into it. No, I think you're onto something. Also, I think that maybe Ralph and John pre rehearsed some stories they could tell on the radio. Possibly. To Possibly. Uh, just make, to elongate his time on the show or to fill it up with something funny or, I don't know, the- maybe Wiggy just wasn't approving or his passive aggressive side couldn't handle the fact that John and Ralph had some inner stories, uh, you know, funny things to talk about, and he shut it down. 
this is a two, maybe two conspiratorial, and I apologize in advance, but possibly uh, Stamos fed Ralph some bullshit story that was completely bullshit to see if it would disseminate down to Wiggy and see if it'll come up the air. They were thereby showing you just can't trust Ralph with the, uh, just about anything. Ah, uh, good point. I mm. like that. And so I he like could be sifting. He could be sifting. Uh, you know, yeah. sniffing, sniffing out a bullet. But so I like, but that's inspired by Bob's initial thought because I just, I didn't think anything of it except they're just, he's a rent, Ralph is a rent boy between these, these group of three now two, uh, you know, Finocs. Um, let's see a number. Okay. Next one. Who's your boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> like is on cue, on cue guys. The thing we have to say is your boyfriend is on the phone. Who? Who's your boyfriend? Ralphie boy. Ralph. No, 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 no. Ralph oh. straight. High pitched Eric. High pitched oh, Eric. God. Is it his birthday today? Okay. I knew that was like a 13 second clip. He, the first name comes up is Ralph. And then Wiggy immediately goes, Ralph is straight. Yeah. Ralph is like, this is in the wake of, you know, last what, September, him and Beef is going through that hole. It was right after the whole George Floyd thing. And they were trying to do anything they could to do the little uh, Fagala two step over to, oh, you know, Beth, you know, what if Ralph had wanted Beth at the Mercer kitchen and all this bullshit? Like going, and I've always thought Ralph was gay. Now he's going, Ralph is straight. What? What? Really? <laughs> this is what you're yeah, going to try to do? That's what he does. Bob? Can you. Sorry, my uh, headphones cut out. Is my microphone still picking up? Oh, or yeah. is it in yeah. my headphones? No, you're working. And you, you could. Oh, you're... okay. Yep. I Raven can hear you. Keeps... Yep. Sorry, my, my headphones dropped out there. I missed the, the last do, thing. Do you want me to play it for just for you? And then I can just uh, eliminate the, the second clip? Like I yeah. can just. Uh, okay. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. Actually, not even going to count it out because I'm just going to just play it for you and then I'll delete it. So after it's finished, just give it like two, three seconds of space. Okay. Okay. The thing we have to say is your boyfriend is on the phone. Who? Who's your boyfriend? Ralphie boy. Ralph. No, no, no. Ralph oh. straight. High pitched yeah. Eric. High pitched oh, Eric. God. Is it his birthday today? Bob, what do you think of this clip? Ralph on his mind. <laughs> Relief. <laughs> okay, here's Ralph. Ralph, what are you what are you saying? What did you what what's going on? We tag teamed a girl who might have been fifteen a few months ago. Are you are you talking or what are you what are you doing? You know? She was fifteen going on fifty. Uh number nineteen, satisfied with lies of opportunity. I love this enough because you don't have to leave your house. <laughs> yeah, gonna... If I don't have to leave the right, house, yeah, I might as well uh, come down yeah. here and do the job. Right. But are you satisfied? Like you, you have to be because we want you to be. What are you? Well, I don't even understand the question. Are you satisfied question. with your career? Is that what well, you're saying, John? I don't know that yeah. I am. I feel okay. Now the reason why this clip you're going to hear it, guys, but I want to emphasize. Usually, I don't want to have to preface this stuff, but I want everybody listening now to the podcast to really hear the silence and really hear the fumpering and really especially note Howard's uh, like it, the, you can hear his, you can hear the fucking gears in his brain is 79 mind grinding away going, <laughs> Oh, I was offered this. Like you don't fucking believe it for a minute. If you can't hear bullshit when, when you, if you don't know bullshit, when you hear it, guys, 
you, you need more red pills. You need something, I don't know, a <laughs> frontal lobotomy, anything to jar that fucking noggin up. So I want you to really pay attention to this one. Well, I feel like there was more I could have done, but you know, what? it is what it is. What? <laughs> Thank you, Bowie. Um, look, you know, there were years ago when I had the production. Okay. Recently, <laughs> I would say, when I say recently, I mean, within the last seven years, I've been offered opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. That are mind blowing. That yeah. uh, have been um, jobs, dream jobs that I, if you told me when I was a kid that somebody would have offered me th these jobs in show business, mm -hmm. I, I would have, I would have thought you were insane because That's, there were so many things here. Me. And I've said no to all of them um, because, um, you know, look, um, I, I, <laughs> um, there were no opportunities. They were not dream no. jobs. They weren't even jobs. They weren't fucking part-time jobs. They were this nothing. Is, this is this narrative. You know, maybe all these dream jobs I've been hearing about, maybe you should fucking take one of them. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, like, what up. are they? Can we, can we hear about them? Like, maybe that is a better suit for you. Like, what are these jobs? <laughs> Hand jobs from Ralph. Yeah. Now value also <laughs> having time to myself and time with right. my wife and my kids, you know, so there's not enough time to <laughs> do everything. I value the time with my kids and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God. I'm going to hurt myself. You know what he, his next book oh, should be? No. His next book should be a book on how to say nothing while saying nothing. You know, oh that's that's funny that you say that. Sometimes, like, we're so immersed in this fucking lunatic's train <laughs> of thought, which is why I had to take a break. But sometimes when we're listening to this, like, sometimes I'll just take a step back and go, what the fuck is this interview? Who fucking cares about any of this shit? This is the most boring bullshit ever. <laughs> Like, who Thank cares? You. You're Thank not you so much. happy with your career. Who is? Like, right. there's nothing, like, you You just, you're so in this Howard world that, like, when you take a step back and you're like, let's say, I, I, I don't even know who Howard Stern is. Someone with fresh ears hears this. They're like, yeah, I don't, this just sounds like some two old guys just fucking, like, I hear this at a bus station. Like, yeah, this is nothing. <laughs> This is I'd like to, I'd like to say it's Stadler and Waldorf from the fucking Muppet Show, but they were funny. Next clip is called Mick Jagger. Wiggy is coming for you. <laughs> Look across and see Paul McCartney, you know, saying that he loves you and these everybody. I mean, I, I think you've I you love got them. everybody that you want to interview that's alive right now. No, now you've not everyone. I, I would love to interview Mick Jagger. Do you know Mick Jagger at all? <laughs> Keep dreaming. No. Never met him. <laughs> He's asking him. Not asking, like, have you met him? He's asking, can you get me in with Mick? That's yeah. the only thing he wants. Anybody hear differently? Well, what I hear is I'm going to keep praising you because I'm fishing. Yeah. I, I keep conspiring, but that's just kind of what I hear. Praise Beth, praise his looks, praise his career. Yeah. I don't know. Met him. I was at my ex-wife and I were at a, a Stones concert and we were hanging out with Keith, Rich uh, I mean, uh, with uh, Ronnie Wood. And and then and and everybody was partaking and stuff and and Ronnie was like, "Come on, you gotta meet Mick to, to Rebecca. You gotta meet Mick." And 
And off they went. And I was like, where, where's Caitlin? Where, I mean, where's Rebecca? Where is she? Where's she? Oh, they took her to submit. I'm like, no! Running <laughs> <laughs> like slow motion, you know. <laughs> you know Mick was doing coke off of Rebecca's ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so guys, this just ties us into the whole, like, he's he's angling for Mick so badly, he, he can't even say it. Like, he may as well start off every show as, please, Mick, come in. Please, Mick, come in. He's so desperate. Okay, number 21, Husband 101 from a 79. <laughs> oh, shit, hold on. Okay. But my life got better. Well, being a better husband to me is like, thinking of the person you're with more than yourself. <laughs> oh, you know? God. And, and, but, but doing that is hard. I mean, let's be honest, but, uh, I, I think you have to do that. And Impossible. I don't know. I just feel like my life got so much better, you know, having this intense love affair. And in order to get that, you got to give guys. I don't think, I don't think fucking total recall was a better science fiction script. <laughs> Is. Yeah, he didn't want cats, but now Beth is like a cat factory. Yeah, love Fuck affair. A. Right. Oh, but he he's just, he's like, you have to care about the other person, <laughs> even remotely. And it's hard. No, it's not hard. It's not no. hard to care about people. It's He says it like he just broke open the fortune cookie and is now, okay, this is how I'm going to operate my life, by Chinese takeout. <laughs> yeah. Um, Number 22, IOU, <laughs> sorry, IOU handjob. I'm with you. Hopefully the pandemic will be over. We'll go to a restaurant. I'm going to jerk you off under the table. Okay. Uh, okay. There okay. you go. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, why not? Reminds you of the good Funny. old days. Uh, what? What? Thanks, Robin. Oh, I know. Jesus. Yeah. It's right out there for you guys. Say. What did, it's such a weird thing to say to someone. Maybe it was I mean, a timing thing, but we do know about that whole threesome story. And Artie was correct. The only time a story is bullshit is when it's never told. It keeps changing all the time. And that mm-hmm. Rebecca, Beth, Stamos, Wiggy thing, uh, totally, like, to me, it sounded like they didn't want it to come out, but we swung. Like, I went, with, <laughs> I eventually had a piece of John or vice versa. Yeah, Wiggy was probably the bottom. And, um, but I don't, I don't know that he... <laughs> I think that was the expression. Bottom. Stamos went off to get the beer. <laughs> yes, that was it. That's Wiggy was, was a say. was a camera guy, like not even involved in it. He was little Bill from Boogie Nights. <laughs> okay, let's see what we got. Number twenty-three. Ralph and Uncle Jesse talk porn. Oh Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph and I talked about. Uh, he said he was watching a lot of porn. He said that um, uh, he's seeing the same. He, he thinks he's seen all the porn <laughs> over the pandemic. <laughs> he ran out of porn. Ran it's impossible. Porn. <laughs> uh, you know what? He might be right. I think. Yeah, me too. I think you're I think seeing I've seen some enough. repeats now. Yeah. yeah. So when and, do you and, when do you watch it with with Beth? You'd know, right? No, she, you, Beth doesn't like porn. She's uh, against it. Not. A, She's against it, right? Mm-hmm. No, she just doesn't like, you know, trans, trans porn that you enjoy or fucking babysitter porn. Twink. <laughs> Twink, Twink porn. yeah. Absolutely. And she's also, by the way, not in the same house, so how can she watch it with him? Uh, number so, 24. So, so oh, John, ahead, brings up, John brings up Ralph again. This yes. is later in the interview. Yep. Yes. Mm. That's why I clipped it. Isn't it puzzling? I, I, not really, though, when you think about it. No, I mean, with a certain, uh, if you look at it with certain glasses on. Um, 
Yeah, and that's and that's uh, I completely forgot about that notion. It's still Ralph constantly being brought up, and it seems like yeah, why is he crowbarring it so much? Mm-hmm. I think he's fishing. Oh, yeah. I think he's trying to feel it out. And just... Fair enough. Anybody with your theories, please uh, put them in the comments when you get this one, even if it's uh, not on YouTube. Loads of uh, options, or say it in the Facebook group. Uh, number twenty-four, Kimmel usurps Stamos BFF spot. <laughs> we would have been better friends if Jimmy had never come around. I think he took my uh, spot. In a but way, let's save it's it true. for the next show. Okay, next show we'll talk about. Did Jimmy ruin my relationship with John? Did he's, I? He's the one. Right. That's it. All right. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, Raven. He's kind of setting up like a WWF or WWE wrestling situation where it's like the two are going to go head to head with Kimmel versus Uncle Jesse in. <laughs> Who has Howard's ear more? And triangulation. Yeah, why did John lose his ear to Jimmy? Yes. Basically, because Jimmy threw him parties that got him into the Hollywood crowd. That's exactly right. John didn't even invite him to his wedding. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, crying out loud. But Kimmel, yeah, and Kimmel's been kind of a a, a regular star fucker for a long time now. He invites all kinds of people to his. um, There's a couple people like this in the industry. Martin Short and his wife Nancy used to have all kinds of people Christmas. um, Like Tom Hanks would be there with his wife and uh, Steve Martin. Uh, a lot of like uh, Paul Schaefer, like Letterman's crowd, you know, essentially. And it was kind of in the industry, it was, it was the whole thing. And so Kimmel's trying to do that with younger generations. And they're, in, they're taking him up. They're going to his house. They're, they know they're going to be well-treated. They know they're going to eat well. They're, he's not going to be stingy and say like, listen, I got, I'm, there's a marker on, I've marked the line on the rum. So don't, <laughs> don't think he can drink more than that. <laughs> and you know, yeah. Wiggy, that's exactly what he'd be like locking the fucking liquor cabinet. And you know, you've got to, everything comes through him. Um, but anyway, it's mm. uh, it's interesting that little trifecta. Number twenty five, Africa, South America, same shit. And <laughs> I, uh, I and thank you, Mark Shabzovich, for this clip and another one that we played. You know, you need the kind of fame where, like, like David Lee Roth had it right. He said Van Halen was so famous that he used to go to Africa, the deepest parts of Africa, just to get away the Amazon jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Raven, tell me this ain't like this ain't like Dirk Diggler playing. He goes, well, Napoleon, you know, when he took over the whole, you know, whole your Roman Empire, and uh, <laughs> I love this. Yeah. This is in South because America. He, yeah, go ahead. He said you had to. Go, he went to the deepest parts of Africa to go to the Amazon <laughs> jungle. Yes. Yes. It's just like how he didn't know what season Alaska was in in April. Okay, Alaska is part of the United States. It's not the contiguous, but it's still, it's part of like Canada. It's right up there. But he thought it was maybe winter or summer. He didn't understand that Alaska had spring just like us in the United States. But, I, but I, I this find is... this stuff amazing that he can't comprehend geography and he thought the Amazon was in Africa. So there, that's, that's beyond Yay. that's that's beyond understanding geography. Like uh, to, to think that the Amazon jungle is in Africa, like even the most layman I would have to think knows that the Amazon is not in Africa. <laughs> 
I mean, that is... <laughs> well, listen, you know, he knows he crossed the Golden Gate Bridge in New York last week, and... Uh... <laughs> All right, same, that's like Africa to me. So, I don't know where anything is, you know. I'm just keeping it real. Real stupid. So, you know. like, he would go to, like, the Amazon, which is not in Africa, as everyone knows, but uh, David Lee Roth didn't know that. But it- Oh my fucking God. David Lee Roth, he's a world traveler. Like you have no idea. And he can, and he can school wiggy in how many languages? I don't even know. Like shit. I'm sure he knows that Amazon is not in Africa. Yeah. I'm sure he knows that. And so going into the next clips, guys, he takes a week off, if I'm not mistaken, and then brings us into the 26th of April. And this is a shitload of clips that love. We we're going to try to get through that. I had not heard that. I'm genuinely shocked, (laughs) even with as much as I know of Howard, that he thought the Amazon. Everyone knows where the Amazon is, right? I mean, it's (laughs) Amazon.com. Amazon.com. The the back office was texting him immediately, and that's why he corrected himself. One hundred percent. Had to have been. I mean, that's remarkably dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. God, I can't wait for episode 79. It might actually be 78 and 79, but please, Raven. Uh, Bob, these clips I sent, I sent you a long time ago are from this day, 426, which Mm, is a Monday. And they're all about Beefus and her sugar addiction and him calling her out on it. Mm -hmm. I think you'll, I hope you remember them. I don't know. But if not, I'm sure you'll have a good take. I I think we actually talked about it in in the last episode that I did. But yeah, let's let's revisit them. Yeah, well, we didn't actually do these ones, but it was similar. We didn't we didn't take any from this date. Uh, Hey now, this one's called Horse Pelican Rift. I'm not sure if we're in a pandemic or not. I don't know know what's going on. I don't either. Like, I, I went for a walk the other day. Now I'm wearing a mask when I go out for a mm. walk on the street, and my wife isn't. So I don't know how, what oh, good dear. that does me. Is there, a, yeah. is there a rift in the family? Kind of. Like, I'm like, honey, <laughs> why am I wearing a mask and you're not? She goes, I don't know. She goes, we're outside. <laughs> We've been vaccinated, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Beth just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she's had it. She's, she's fed the fuck up. Raven? I remember these, Raven. This is the first time they admitted to being vaccinated, and it was very mm-hmm. casual. Yes. They never got into how they got vaccinated, when, but we remember like three weeks ago, he was sick, mm-hmm. and it was it was the end of the world because he had a, a minor fever of like 100.9. Right. Well, I have a theory. On why they didn't admit to getting vaccinated right away, even though he's super pro-vax. And my opinion is this. Mm -hmm. He had a private doctor come to the house to administer the vaccine to him. He Mm -hmm. didn't go to CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, a local high school, or a community center to get the vaccination. He had it delivered to his house. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have to deal with us regular folk because sure. you know, there'd be pictures posted, you know, yep. somebody would have noticed <laughs> this gawky gargoyle <laughs> out there. Six, nine. I still say six, nine, not six, five mm-hmm. hunched over with that atrocity on his back and his head. But yeah, 
that's why he never admitted because he didn't want to give too many details because he knew he'd fuck it up. So <laughs> it was well, yeah. easier to say, feel bad for me. I'm sick. Oh, wait, I'm not sick. And then three weeks later, it's, oh, I'm vaccinated. Oh, guess what? Now I'm in Florida. Hooray. Yeah. So that's the tra- that's that's the transgression that I'm looking at here is he didn't want to admit he got vaccinated because he didn't want to give up too many details and he couldn't admit he got it served up on a silver platter to him by a doctor. Yes. In in a way that only a person with his largesse could with that kind of money, like obviously we'd all love to have, you know, the fucking, you know, the vaccine mobile come over and give quasi Wigo, uh, you know, like uh, the same as he got a bunch of fucking vaccines and on, you know, and probably (laughs) probably came with his own refrigerator and (laughs) he has a special Uh. fridge for vaccines too. Well, someone someone's going to take a picture of someone who's six, nine in a stroller. So we can for sure say he didn't <laughs> go right. out to a, a normal place. Yeah. I mean, unless they didn't care, give a fuck who he was and which is quite possible in 2021. But I mean, even the oldest, shittiest smartphone has a camera on it. So there's just no way you wouldn't get the worst possible minimum, the worst possible snap of this, this, this you know, this Cro-Magnon looking guy slumped around you know being led by some fucking bimbet handler you know come on this way honey what being led up steps led it down steps come on come on oh so nice you took your grandfather out to get vaccinated you know you got a grandfather's stroller for him on exactly yeah exactly so let's play out this one and then uh oh i don't know I, i don't you know and i wear the mask Pause. I don't know. Yeah, but I was watching the Oscars last night and there were no nobody. masks in sight. No. So I don't know what you're supposed to do. I just <laughs> what the fuck don't you? What else do you have to do but research? We talked about this with a little bit with Benjamin and Sam on that one episode. And it's like, dude, really? Really? You're going on about it, but you don't do your own reading to figure out what you're saying is correct? Oh, I, oh, I forgot. This is the Howard Stern show. Knowledge is is like uh you, we piss in the pool of knowledge. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Well, it's what, like, it's, it's like learning is, learning it, is, like, is a disease, and that and everybody's cured. <laughs> he wants to like make it work for him. I, I don't think he wants to leave. No, this is like like Raven said. He he's not wanting to leave that fucking house. No, I mean he's really not. He doesn't want to interact with anybody. So no. It's perfect. Perfect uh, storm. Uh, fucking pandemic. He, if he could have the fucking bubonic plague become a thing in North America, he'd ship it himself and start distributing it as, as you know, free heroin instead. No, like Probably. I always feel like I have COVID. <laughs> so, Yet you have never had it. Never had it, but I don't want it. And uh, they say, you know, when you're outside, there's less risk, but there is some risk. And then the, 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 the vaccine works, but sometimes it doesn't work. And. Yeah, you know, know, I was watching. Um, I hope he gets hit by a fucking a pasta delivery boy, like like some pizza guy. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, I'm really sorry to be so nasty, but fuck, I want him flying through the air, and there's a bunch of like pepperonis falling down around him. It's just, it's just disgusting. I'm he, sorry, it gets me angry. This COVID shit when he, when he starts going on about it. That Raven, I really, I really hate the fear mongering. I really hate the callers that have had dead relatives that we know are fake. Mm-hmm. I know people have died. I'm not trying to be heartless. Yeah. But like we know all the calls on the show are fake. 
Yeah. And they mm-hmm. always call up with some sad sack story. And it's just, I'm not buying it. I can't believe in it. I'm sick of it. And this is a comedy show. And this is yeah. how you give us comedy. Fuck you. Right. Well, yeah, but not only that, it's the idea that if you're going to talk about one side of it, show both sides, talk about people who have recovered and talk about their actual, you know, like Will, Will had it and talk to Will, ask Will about what, you know, he's gone through, ask, um, people that have lingering, you know, issues as a result of it. There's all like all, the whole spectrum of COVID you have to, you discuss about why not? There's, there's a ton of people. I had it. Okay, I still have foggy brain every now and then. I still have uh, lingering effects. I'm not going to get into the details. It's yeah. it's fucking horrible. Yeah. But you know what? You you move on. You you tell the hero tale. Like I always say, don't be a victim, be a hero, mm-hmm. and that's it. Just move yeah. on. Grow right. up. Bob. Fuck. <laughs> you, you should write an email and send it to Howard because he will never play that role. I mean, there's no fucking way. No, he is. He's a victim of a fucking virus he's never had. That, that's how yeah. much of a victim he is. What is that expression you. you said? They'll punch you and then say "ow." Yeah, I mean, you would you would think he had it. He hasn't had. It. I would bet no. not only has he not had it, he probably knows no one that ever had it. Like he's he's I I sometimes when I hear him talk. I just feel like I could jump out and say boo and the guy's heart would stop. Yeah, probably. You know, like he's so frightened of the world. And again, I'm I'm not trying to take away from anybody's experiences. You know, Raven just said she, she has lingering effects. Like, but there is a point where you just go, hey, man, you know, life goes on like we got to get through. You, you got to kind of do something here. Like yeah. your, your woman's hiding cereal. Like, <laughs> I, things aren't going well, man. Like you, you're going to have to, at some point go outside. There's I mean, lucky... it, it, in the way the Hamptons are, there's a lucky not... charms shipment in an Amazon box. That's unmarked coming into the driveway. Yeah. A fucking <laughs> IV drip probably, but he like, oh you, you're like, dude, you're not, you're not jogging on the Brooklyn Bridge, man. I mean, you're going outside in the Hamptons. It's it's in a closed community. I really doubt he's coming across that many people. I really, I can't say for sure, but I would be shocked if he went for a run and came across uh, four people would be a lot uh, from what I would think. But I don't know. Yeah, right. I'm going to say Tony Coburn. The eye doctor, the dentist, and the guy who drew blood from him for the nutritionist. Yeah. That's it. Uh-huh. Until they got to Florida and they were vaccinated and now Beef is trying to do whatever uh, <laughs> dinners outside. I don't know. I just got this. I love this idea that they've got ants in the house because there's, you know, green diamonds. So, you know, green clovers, purple diamonds, red horseshoes, you know, that marshmallows, (laughs) they're going to follow through the house. Howard Howard puts on a condom just over his face to to even deal with anyone. Yeah. Uh, Number two, beef, Beth. Sorry, this one's going to be hard for me. Beef bash sesh. Is Beth not wearing a mask? I mean, does the mask bother her that much? Yeah, I don't know. She feels we're outside, we're vaccinated, and we're far enough away from people, but I don't feel comfortable with that. Robin, how are they supposed to photograph that fucking horse grin with with the mask on? 
Nice. She, but what am I going to do? I mean, I can't force her to, you know, she wears a, she carries the mask with her. She just doesn't put it on. Oh, so if somebody gets close, she would put on the mask? Yeah. yeah okay. I, no. Right. No. No? No. 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 She just carries it. Way to fucking trash your wife to the to whatever the 60 fans you have left. Um, and then and whatever, you know, possible writer is listening. That's like Maureen, Maureen Callahan, who I'm sure is listening avidly. We love you. Um, she just likes a mask. <laughs> I go, honey, would you bring your statement. mask? And I guess she's right. I mean, in the sense that they do say if you're vaccinated and you're outdoors. But, Are they um, saying that? I heard you're still supposed to be wearing a mask. That's what I heard. So I'm wearing it. And I that's what I heard. Fuck's sake. You could fucking take a Bazooka Joe rapper and read it to him and tell him, okay, that's the Torah. I got to take this seriously. Yeah. Here's a guy. He's got hair in his face, sunglasses. I every, Anything he can do to hide his face, you know, yeah. like. He should be he should be opting for the full face mask like the you know, <laughs> yeah exactly like the Hannibal Lecter mask and just you know strapping it's unbelievable Jason I don't care. yeah exactly sure. <laughs> but Jason was only afraid of water <laughs> what, are his was, what are his weaknesses everything he, he's kind of funny <laughs> compared to Howard yeah nor do I yeah I mean I don't care goof on me I'll make jokes. The next clip is called number three, Blobbin Showboating. I like this one. Kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. They always wave and they always like, like, like and, and uh, it's almost like if you drive uh, an exotic car and you pass somebody in that car, they, they honk at each other. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're That's in some kind of club. Because I have a Corvette and every. Which, of course, is an exotic car. You could pick that up from any meathead down the fucking street. Oh, well, I digress. Every once right. in a while when I'm yes. driving, people are waving at me. I forget. It's, oh, it's the car. Because <laughs> yeah. they've never seen yeah. a fucking sofa driving a Corvette. Can you um, story. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Rachel. Can you imagine her pouring herself into a Corvette? Oh, my God. You think one leg's out the driver? Out the 270? Seat? Yeah. Just like that steering wheel is right in her gun. <laughs> Awful. What a, what a just shit fuck story. He fucking Corvette. Like, Corvettes in my apartment complex. Who gives a shit? What happened to the Mercedes? He Didn't he get her Mercedes the same when he got a stripper? Why is she driving the Corvette? She's 60 fucking eight. Come on now. Yeah. And if she's driving, that's the other thing I find fascinating. Really? You're not an SB. You will drive? Okay, fair enough. Do you think that was a plug? <laughs> from, <laughs> from Chevrolet? <laughs> from GM? No. Okay. That's a brag. I don't know. Yeah, whoever the fucking... Total brag. It? Yeah, I think so. Um, number four, breaking beef. I don't know. I, I can't convince her. When did she decide... Uh, I mean, when did she first unmask and walk out? We go for a walk, and she just doesn't wear a no, mask. No, I meant the first time. Was it, like, shocking to you, or did she announce that she was no longer going to wear a mask outside? I said to her, honey, let's wear our masks. And she was like, no, we're outside, and we're far away enough from people. And I go, I don't feel we're that far. And you're vaccinated. Let's right. Don't forget to mention that, asshole. Or if we're on the same, you know, sidewalk. And she's like, no, we're far, far enough away. Okay, so again, we're going straight into this. Is a the, the whole day is really just fuck you, Beth, basically, in, in a is, nutshell. But we're going to give you all yeah. the details, Raven. 
I just want to give like um, some idea to people that this is about the time they were moving to Florida because he had just seen his parents for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So they got vaccinated and they've been there probably a month now and they flew all their cats down. <coughs> like Mushu, <laughs> Blind Bella, Pebbles, Helen Rose. And she's got like uh, Florida chunks that are down there having babies. So Ma- yeah. Ma- Matthew and- Schultz. Sorry, Matthew Schultz, your next Photoshop assignment, a flight attendant uh, catering to a bunch of cats in the first class section with like, you know, uh, mm. Purina and uh, whatever, like kitten treats and shit. Wet food. It'd be funny yeah, if you could work Howard into those cats. Like he's yeah. one of them getting taken care A couple care cat of. toys, danglers. Yeah. And Beth passed out in the, in the, uh, in the aisle. That should work. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Number five, uh, beef, uh, sorry, beef beat down in absentia. Please. You know what? And I, and I see people I know on these walks and they're not wearing masks. And, and then, then I'm they wearing stop one. and talk. Ugh. And then they start lecturing me. Howard, you don't need to wear a mask. I'm like, yes, I do. I read in the newspaper. But then my wife listens to them and then she feels silly and then she... And then she doesn't uh, wear the mask. I know. I know. I'm going to be dead soon. Goodbye. Look, One can hope. Bye. <laughs> yeah, please. Look, Take more uh, you guys. <laughs> Tom Morello will slide right in there and no one will miss a fucking beat. He's got to stop with the being yeah. uh, sub- susceptible to peer pressure. Yeah, Do what me. you know to be right. Excuse me. Don't lump me in with that. <laughs> What? what are you talking about? You mean her. You're afraid to say it. <laughs> you could, you guys. I'm yelling at you. Yeah. So she I'm walking around it. with a mask, and my wife, who I live with, is not wearing the mask. <laughs> this is great. And I go, well, what good is this mask doing me if you're, you know? <laughs> okay, fuck you, Beth. Um, we're getting fuck in there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Number six, Wig lies about the books he reads. Uh, and I don't think he's read a book since, I don't know, an interview with the vampire, maybe. Uh, and that's because he wanted to, he so badly wanted to fuck Antonio, ben- he wanted to fuck Brad Pitt as Antonio Banderas in that film. There's no question. Because that's the look he was going for. He was going for Armand. Yes. <laughs> for a vampire. Yeah, he exactly. Succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have a reading issue. <laughs> Although I am reading, um, Seth Rogen wrote a book. I got the advanced copy because he's going to come on and promote it. But it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm not just saying it because he's coming in. Otherwise, I just keep quiet and I and say, oh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to read the book. <laughs> um, it's fucking, really good. bullshit artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, that's the worst thing. I mean, my God. Um, so anybody looking to plug shit, you can be count on. You can be counted. It can be counted on that your host is going to be fully informed of whatever you're trying to show. Um, number seven, building a case. Get high and then go have a Slurpee. Well, you yeah, know, Slurpees. That sounds reasonable from Seven Eleven. Yeah. Yeah, and and Slurpees are like all sugar water. It's basically frozen sugar water, and um, yeah. he says. Ever since high school, I have a Slurpee like every single day. And then he goes, which leads to the fact that uh, I am, my doctor took a blood test and said uh, I was pre-diabetic. Yes. (laughs) And he goes, but then he goes, this is very profound. He goes, but aren't we all? (laughs) No. 
That's not you profound. Know. No. You know what? We're not. I threw down I d- threw down my my copy of the letters of Seneca and I decided Seth Rogen, that's where I'm going to get my fucking wisdom from. This guy who looks like, I don't know, if a donut could look like a human being, it would be Seth Rogen. I know he's slimmed out a bit, but fuck's sake. Yeah. This guy has been on the show for 17 appearances. Yes. 17 fucking really? appearances. Right. And did we need still... did we need more than one? Do we need one? Oh my god, just kill me now. Just, yeah. It's it he's got more than David Spade, more than Tracy Morgan, more than Whitney Cummings, more and than why did, any of these other fucks. And why did this happen? Why when did he suddenly become this great guest? Why did when did he become entertaining? I'm sorry, I hated those fucking Seth Rogen films. Oh, I, I, I do hate Seth Rogen, man. I, him and uh, Judd Apatow is another one I can't fucking stand, even though I do like his book on his interview books on comedians that he that he released. But I hate his films. I know they had a, a place in time. But um, when did these guys suddenly become anything other than, you know, let's kick back and try to get into Hollywood through them? Raven? Well, Wiggy seems to like creeps and Seth Rogen hangs out with James Franco, who is a huge creep. So maybe he just wants to be connected with more creeps. I'm not sure. I suppose. I mean, and as far as I know that um, Seth Rogen kind of trying to distance himself from James Franco and uh, not sticking up for him or saying, I can't work with him anymore. That's as much of an indictment as any actual indictment. Yeah. He brought him up on the show. Yep. He asked him, how is it hanging out with friends who have been put through the ringer in the media because of yep. things they've said or done. And sure. Basically Wiggy was trying to relate, you know, because of Matt Lauer and Louis CK and yep. Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein and all the other yep. fuckers that he's hung out with that have totally. been pro- a letterman yep. that have been proved to be pervs. Yep. So I think it's just, you know, perv knows perv. I and guess so. There's some to it. Plus the weed thing is kind of like, Oh. romanticized a bit and he's got oh a whole God. line out and his whole staff is like potheads smoking uh, they're that all shit ad- like addicts. fucking yeah the world is ending yeah you yeah. know i thought you were just gonna leave it as how is it to have friends when he was gonna ask him um but yeah i think like seth rogan he just seems to be this guy <clears throat> that just promotes degeneracy yeah you know like i i at the risk of sounding like an old man, like he just kind of promotes shittiness and he promote he he portrays like the marijuana lifestyle as something that it isn't, you know, like they, they're they showing you these one images like it's yeah. this way, but it just isn't that way. Like I have a lot of friends that still use it chronically and they're they're not doing great, you know, like it's. You can I just get a de- like... you can get a dependency on it, and it supersedes the oh, need to do God. anything. You're going to be yeah. as about as productive as two fucking dead wildebeests in the road, dude. I mean, it's it's not even <clears throat> they call marijuana dependency like that's their that's the like way of getting around of calling it an addiction. It's an addiction. Yes, absolutely. Like, I, it is. I have friends. I have friends that they straight up cannot get off of it. Period. Yes, they same. cannot stop. So I, you know, I don't want to go down that road, but it, it's just. I feel like Seth Rogen's just this guy like Howard that just promoted this de- this just degeneracy, this just shittiness that's mm-hmm. permeating more and more. Like I just think he's a connected guy and whatever the the ends are that 
whoever's pushing it, I mean, we lobbyists are very strong. It's not being acknowledged by a lot of the media, but yeah, I don't, I don't like Seth Rogen. It makes a lot of sense that he has his platform on, mm-hmm. on Howard Stern to me. Yeah. Honestly, the whole thing about the weed, the weed, the weed argument is very difficult to attack because I know people that it helps and I know people that it hurts. Yeah. I know people that that use it for a number of reasons, whether it's pain management, sleep, social anxiety, Anxiety whatever, but it's, it's a matter of how you use it and how much you're using and how you incorporate it. I don't want to go down that road. All I'm saying is I'm open to ideas on it, but the fact that Seth Rogen is on here promoting it, and I think there's a whole nother agenda going on. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. And and again, I don't want to come off, you know, my my whole thing, my stance on it. I think anybody should be able to use whatever they want. You know, I drink, I do all I, I you know, I know it's not good for me. But the, the problem I have with some of these guys, Seth Rogen, Joe Rogan, is they promote marijuana like it has no side effects, like it yes. has no long term consequences. When I drink, I don't think it's making me healthy. The problem that I find with a lot of the the modern marijuana narrative is that it's making you healthy and it's making right. you better. Like as long as you know there are consequences to what totally. you're using and this isn't something that you should be using on a daily basis and this mm-hmm. really does like if if that's promoted, I have no problem with marijuana. The the problem that I have with what's going on with people like Seth Rogan is Hey man, you can use this every day. It just make kind of makes you dumb for a little bit. Like, no, that's not what happens. Like, people that I know that use it frequently, like they they are not doing well in life. Like mm-hmm. they're they're underachieving on a say, massive level, and they're very depressed. And like when you say have, when you say using it, you're talking overusing, abusing it essentially. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about I'm talking about guys casual like, users. Yeah, I'm talking about right. every day. You know, they're they're really getting high every day not just kind of high like they're getting you know substantially high like it's okay if you want to use this drug my issue is just that you have to know this is not a healthy thing it does have addictive qualities it does have long-term effects Mm -hmm. it's it's something that you need to be cognizant of and i just see a lot of people that are not cognizant of that and their lives are suffering from it right so. Just make sure it's all on the fine print for everybody exactly. to see. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I I agree. Yeah. It it it's not moderated well, and some people abuse it. Some people are using it for what it's for. But that is such a small percent. I truly believe. Yeah. And you know, we just have to you know, let people make their adult decisions, good, mm-hmm. yeah. bad, or ugly. Yeah. So, uh, next clip is called counting, <laughs> counting almonds. Nice. During the pandemic, I, f- I go upstairs. Oh, I know what it was. I saw these malted chocolate covered almonds. Right. And I go, when, when did these come into us? She goes, Beth goes, I'm, um, I eat them for lunch. Okay. So chocolate, because she loves sweets, uh, almonds, Okay, but who doesn't know? He makes it sound like this is some discovery, like he just fucking invented, like they invented the wheel. Um, Okay, she needs to get something that's non-food and sweet 
And it would that recent picture I just posted for the um, what's it called? Uh, Count your lucky charms and that open mouth fucking gap smile. You could see there's more cavities in there than uh, than the actual teeth. And uh, it <laughs> explains a lot yeah. knowing what her diet is like now. Just unbelievable shit. I go, you have lucky charms with frosted flakes for breakfast. <laughs> And you, you have chalk? She goes, yeah, I have like about a 10 or 20 of them, and that's the most I have. <laughs> that's your meal. Like, that's, I said, but when do you have any food? <laughs> that is not food. <laughs> Just that's fucking fantastic. lighting his wife up on air. Oh, what yeah. This guy. We're, this, yeah must please. Have, this must have burned his ass so much when he found her stash, and we're about to get into that. Sure. It just, yeah. like, she had a magical drawer as he calls it, not drawer or drawer. Yes. Drawer. Yes. Of jelly beans, gummy bears. Um, yeah, <laughs> she was admitting to get to getting secret stashes from Amazon and putting them in a drawer. And they had an ant infestation a month ago. Hmm. Go, Go figure. figure. Exactly. You think in her utility belt, she has like fun dip and, you know, taffy and, uh, she's got, you know, gobstoppers, nerds and fucking whatever else, like anything that's created by Cadbury. Well, for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. If she's hiding it, she has some kind of problem with it. Big time. Someone has some kind of problem with it. Cause you don't hide stuff like that. I mean, it's, yeah, he's, he's probably watching over her, as I'm sure he is. As it's all the model. NPD people do. The model diet, man, nothing but empty calories, because if you actually eat like carbs, you might develop, you know, um, a, a millimeter of, sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to go metric on you guys, a small amount of flab somewhere on your body. Can't have that. And um, I'm walking into her, like, like, like a side area where she feeds the cats and she quickly shuts a, um, a, a drawer. I go, wait a second. What's in that drawer? She goes, I'm not showing you. I go, let me, she opens up the drawer. I'm talking about a big drawer filled with gummy bears and, uh, and uh, jelly bellies. Like, like, you know, those gummy bear worms. Yeah, and the, yeah, the worms yeah. and the fish and the she had, yeah. Okay, so clearly a sugar addiction anyway. Like she's, and loads of people have sweet tooth. I mean, that's, yeah. that's normal. I wouldn't no, have a problem with that. But, you know, it's never a secret stash of fucking, you know, uh, veal parmesan or a secret stash of actual food. It's just, you know, goodies, right? Well, yeah, we, right. we, we talked about this, I think, in the last episode <clears throat> that I did. Sweet flavors and sugar pacifies the central nervous system. Mm -hmm. So people that have high alert and high strong nervous system, a.k.a. people that live with someone with MPD, they <laughs> gravitate towards sugar. Uh huh. Because it'll pacify the nervous system temporarily, and it'll give you a little bit of dopamine, which is mm -hmm. why it's why it's addictive. So when you're talking about stuff like veal parmesan or things that are heavy fat, that's not going to pacify the central nervous system the same no. way that something that's high sugar will. Good old Ginny Sack. <laughs> she she. But I'm talking about thousands of packets of this shit. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like insane. I go, what are you doing? It's like catching your wife cheating on you. You know, yeah, I go, she's what, what hiding is her food. Yeah, it's not even you. in the kitchen. She goes, I I don't want to lecture. I've been ordering these online. <laughs> I, I said, and you're hiding them upstairs from me. It's like catching your wife cheating on you. 
Yeah. She has a bigger love than him. It's sugar. Fields. Yeah. Yep. You're right. She's a, she admitted this years ago when she was on Letterman that she has a huge sugar addiction. Mm-hmm. It just it never went away. No wonder her teeth were falling out in a basketball game. Fuck her. <laughs> it's really disintegrating. Fuck's sake. Remember Tang? Remember Tang flavored crystals? Yeah, of yeah. course. I love Tang. My, my, one of my spoonful. My younger cousin, she it drank so much fucking Tang that her baby teeth, like her, her kids' teeth, looked like little slivers, like almost like she sharpened them with a fucking black crayon. And they were they were, you know, <laughs> They were they were just literally melted by the fucking tang. So when she did get her real teeth, she was fine. She she grew out of that. But my God, it was almost like she was mainlining tang. And um, I've never seen anything like it before or since, except for you know Beth's you know three hundred fillings in there. So well, I mean, <laughs> how how close is a couple when one of them is hiding fucking gummy worms? Yeah, and know? no one knows not, about it. Not exactly. too close. I would yeah. say. Yeah. At first, I thought she went trick or treating. You know, he didn't tell me. <laughs> <Is the hair? laughs> what? The? So let's continue. Number 10, Wig's Madness is at an 11. Yeah. yeah, sometimes after lunch I come up here and have jelly bellies and, and gummies. After lunch of almonds, chocolate-covered almonds. Chocolate-covered, yeah, right, like a snack. <laughs> and I'm like getting more and more angry because I'm like, how is this woman alive? Like I, I go, I, you know. Dr. Agus gives me a blood test once a year. And, and, uh, and like, if I eat bread, he goes, that turns to sugar in your body and, and your sugar level is up. I'm like, a piece of bread? Uh. <laughs> like, yeah. You we, t- we talked about this. This is old ground, guys. But, I mean, you can't be that age and not know what the fuck you're putting in your body. Whether, whether it's good or bad, you should know, be fully aware of exactly what's going in. Notice he calls on Dr. Agus on this. And then... Yep. Beefus calls on Dr. Agus when they're in the middle of the fight that comes up in the next following clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go, I like to eat a bagel for a while. No, no, don't eat any bagel. She's eating fucking uh, a bagel. I eat lettuce and I, my sugar levels go up. So I said, this is ridiculous. But anyway, a couple of weeks ago, I had a blood test. I said to Beth, you know, you should get your blood test too. She's like, no. I don't need that. I go, yes, you do. You're eating all this sugar. You get, you, you, I'm telling you. Even whatever weight she's at, she could very well be, you know, pre-diabetic levels. Absolutely. There's, yeah. Absolutely. Especially if, if you start getting into what's referred to as sympathetic dominance, where, mm-hmm. you know, our, our, our nervous systems have a sympathetic and parasympathetic system. When you start getting into a sympathetic dominance, you have chronic adrenaline. Adrenaline raises blood sugar through the roof. Big time. I mean, ab- absolutely. Because I don't need that. So I get my blood test back. And then she goes, and, 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 and from eating a bagel, my sugar level was up. I go, can you, she, she goes, you're kidding me. So they had to give me another test like two weeks later. So she decided to get a blood test. And they. Um, Stutter. Stutter, so pause. This yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. So it comes back and uh, Agus calls. <clears throat> okay, Agus, tell us the good news. Is she pregnant? And he goes, <laughs> you, he goes, uh, you're pre, pre-diabetic. Pre, pre. <laughs> pre. 
I don't know what the numbers, I can't remember if the numbers mean the same in God. North America as they do in Asia, because my wife had that as well. She actually got listed as diabetic, but it's not, not diabetic yet where she needs uh, insulin or type, type two, where she needs the pills. It's just one of those things where it's still early enough and low enough so that she um, can affect it through diet. And if that happens and through whatever and, and losing weight, then it's not a problem. And I'm close to it myself. If I'm not generally, I'm pretty good, but I'm not, I'm not even at, uh, I'm, I'm pre as well. It means on the cusp basically and pre pre means almost on the cusp. As far as I know, most people are pre pre diabetic in yeah. 2021. I mean, you're looking at probably on the scale about a 90 where when you start getting into 100, you're considered pre-diabetic. Over 120, you're starting to really get into it. Then over, you know, 200, 300, you're, you're definitely in a, a diabetic mm-hmm. state. But anytime I see someone in a pre-diabetic state that's notable, it's because their central nervous system is just way over whack. Not to say that her diet, you know, it's it's not good. She has no nutrition. When you have a deficiency in minerals alone, your insulin sensitivity goes down dramatically. So, mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're going to continue the uh, whole assault. This one is called Scared Straight Ambush. Great fucking documentary, by the way. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, guys, mm-hmm. it's, it's, mm. take you right way back into the, the the murky murky waters of prison. He's miserable like me. Mission accomplished. So great, she's eating with you. Yeah. <laughs> Unless she's hiding it from me, I don't know. But because I remember, like, I remember a hundred years ago on Michael Dukakis. Okay, so and he's he was going to re- reference uh, Kitty Dukakis drinking like Lysol. Um, Michael Dukakis' wife, who was a severe alcoholic, she'd be drinking, you know, paint thin or whatever the fuck it was to, cause she was that addicted. Right. And it, and if they had a control on the booze, she had to find it somewhere, Aqua Velva, whatever the fuck. Uh, number 12, wig is always right. Hiking on a trail or picnicking with members of your household or vaccinated friends were all activities where the risk for virus exposure is negligible. Keep a mask on hand in case you find yourself in a crowd of need to go indoors. I think they mean or need to go. Or need to go and do it. Yeah. Well, maybe Beth's right. See, that sounds like she's right. You know what? Please. She's not right. I'm right. <laughs> I'm always right. No kidding. Jesus Christ mm. almighty. Like, don't Shut ever up, argue Robin. with the fucking week. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, don't puncture this balloon. Um, number 13, dressing down the dolt. For one, your story of being pre-pre-diabetic. <laughs> By was- the way, I was just talking with my girlfriend, and she's also... I, I don't- Aren't we all pre pre by time? That, that was the Seth uh, yeah. Rogen uh, line in his book. Yeah. But um, uh, hi. T- are you secret- It is so nice out. Is it? Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you something. Yeah. Did, did you wear your mask? Let's talk about anything else. Go ahead, Raven. <laughs> Watch how she tries to distract him and derail yep. him. Yep. Everything she says has nothing to do with what he is saying. Correct. Ask outside when you I were. did when I'm not walking with you, right? But I'm with a girlfriend. We both have our masks on, and we're walking outside. Why, when you walk with me? Here's what the New York Times article is saying. It's saying you got to do two out of the three. Okay. If when you're outside, you got to be six feet apart from other people besides us, which we're not. Right. Okay. Yeah. Usually they're about I don't know two different houses away from each other. <clears throat> Probably. Yeah. So they say. And you got to wear a mask. And what was the third thing, Robin? It was outside, six feet apart, mask. You've got to do two of the three things. 
Yeah. You either got to be outside, which, okay, I'm doing two out of That's three. one. Outside, wear a mask, which I do. God, this is just oh, it's <laughs> painful. This awful double. It's like the two Samoans, except one of them had fucking marrow cancer versus, you know, a soul like Beth. We're six feet apart, which I'm not. But, but, if I'm, but we pass people so quickly, and I turn my head and hold my breath when that, I'm with you. But, honey. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. I, I don't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. More devaluing. Yeah, totally. Number 14, Beefus Bully Beatdown. Heavy on the bees. You know these people are closer than six. You're the only one that's breathing on me. No, I'm wearing a mask. But if you're not wearing a mask, that means you'll get it. You don't wear a mask when nobody's coming towards us. No, I take it off. Yeah, you're the only one breathing on me and you're safe. But then when people come, I'm wearing a mask. I turn my head and hold my breath. But you know, but that they're saying that doesn't work. You know what droplets are? Droplets hang in the air. And so even though you're holding your breath, the moment you take a breath, you might be still walking through their droplet. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. Flying <laughs> monkey. Yeah, totally. Just doing his bidding. Absolutely. So what's the point of me coming down here? What are you saying? You're pleading mm. with me I'm to wear ple- my mask outside yes, on walks you walk with, with, with other people. Yes. I mm. Why? What's the big deal? Why, why, why shouldn't we be safe? We are so, and we're, we're vaccinated. Yes, but it doesn't matter. They're saying, they're the variants. Variants, honey. Robin, tell her variants. Say the word variant. Man, didn't you learn your lesson when uh, the king of all blacks called in, Beth, and, uh, and you were trying to explain that photo of Jared where you're basically up on his, up on his chest and ready to fucking have his babies? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so just, I just reposted that on my other channel. Um, I don't, I didn't realize I didn't have it up there and people are like eating, they're eating that fucking, those two clips. Like, uh, it was a buffet. It was a free, like a free for all nice. at a, at a oh, Brazilian, yeah. Brazilian steakhouse. I mean, and, um, you know, nothing, just the Jared clips. Nothing turns on a woman more than a man that is just afraid <laughs> of everything. <laughs> just <laughs> afraid of everything. Yeah. By the way, it's not me who wants you to wear the mask. It's Robin. <laughs> it really is. Robin's scaring the shit out of me. I do want I thought something happened to, to you safe. on my walk, and I get these texts from you. What a pussy. It's not me that wants it. It's it's Robin that wants it. Never. Fucking, yeah. Can he take accountability yeah. for anything, minor no. or major? This is what I'm telling you about MPD. They, they, there's always a fall guy. There's always plausible deniability all the fucking time. Christ they cannot. Almighty. Yeah, this is and this is anyway trivial, I suppose. But oh. yes, I want. First of all, did you really wear your mask when you walked with your friend? I did because you swear to God, because there. Are- swear to God, yeah, we know because he cares so much about God. Uh, number fifteen, putting the gargoyle in arms. <laughs> God, because there are friends. Right, but say I swear to God. I'm not saying that, say, I but I did. God. Hold it. I'm Hold not it. swearing Honey, to God on anything. Did you wear your mask when you walked with your friend? Yes. Do you swear to God? I had it on most of the time. See, this is what uh, I'm dealing with. It. Uh, I, my, it's, a, it's a collection of shitty liars. <laughs> like it's it's an this is like really a masterclass on how not to lie. Life uh, is in- no. Hold on for a sec. Let me just sing here. Uh, okay, got it. In your hands. I turn my if we talked. I turn my head the other oh, direction. Sh- oh, stop it, Beth! Come on. I'm fucked. You don't love me. I love you. No, you don't. You, don't you should have heard me. what I was saying about you. Oh, uh, <laughs> Bob's having a field day. 
That's why I said these to Bob earlier because I knew he yeah, had a field no. day with them. I, I yeah. heard I heard these just just threatening. I mean, just guilt. Yeah, like everything is your fault. Everything is your fault. If this happens, I mean, this is your. I mean, God, this, this sounds is, so familiar. Just, it's 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 by the numbers with mm. these people. It really is super textbook. Yep. Yeah, shocking. And my friend, what did you say? Oh, just how in love I am with you. What are you writing? The you and like, how did you tell you everybody you proposed to me again? No, no, I didn't. Tell I'm, <laughs> I'm turning this, changing the subject. I did propose. He did. I did. I did. I was just saying. I propose you sign another contract for bearding from uh, from now until at the end of COVID. <laughs> I can be free just, to let it's my transactional. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah meaningless. It, right. It doesn't mean anything. Nope. One how quarantine was so great for us, and we're just so in love. And I know, but why end the party? I care about you so much. <laughs> but <laughs> are you convinced, Bob? See, that sounded that sounded oh. real to me. <laughs> I mean, oh. no, I'm not convinced. <laughs> what was what was the one line you? I think we all laughed instinctively just uh, just out of uh, when she goes, um, "Well, we're together." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is you know what all loving couples say to each other, you know, oh, at least yeah. uh, you know once a week. I'll die if I get COVID. You know that. Thanks. You know I will. But honey, you're safe now. I'm not. Get Dr. There's Ake, no Dr. safety Agus on the phone. yet. New York There's Times, only 29% of the population that's been vaccinated. Dr. Agus, if you're listening, please call. Wait, did me. you hear what he Robin told us said? we need to Help start going me. out to dinner? Yeah, no, but I'm not listening to that. Me. I mean, that's he's Dr. Agus said it. But the New York Times New York Times, if he is it, does he get paid by the New York Times to plug their fucking rag? I mean, let's be honest here. If they didn't exist, would he know there was another newspaper in the world? I, it's it's one because Ben liked it, his yeah. father, and two because they're the only one that hasn't really betrayed him yet. I suppose, mm. yeah. And and I had when I still had my um, subscription with them, I did like a deep dive into the uh, New York Times just to, articles about him, and I didn't find anything particularly um, uh, particularly uh, salacious, I guess. So you might be right; there might be some scratch Beth, my back. Beth just sort of said, "Help me." <laughs> Dr. She, Agus, help me. It's a bit. She, it's a bit, Bob. Come on. You know that, right? We all yeah. know that, Raven. No, she totally did like uh call a friend line on uh who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire, yeah. Who wants to That's escape a multimillionaire? And uh, obviously Bowie had him all queued up and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's another Photoshop. I might have to do that. We'll put Regis in front. Just came right out like that. I was just riffing. Number 16, Beefus gets a lifeline from Dr. Agus. Mitigators, they only mitigate symptoms and they can only prevent you from dying or help you to not get so sick. You can still transmit. This is what's so scary. Like She's I not listening. Now she's on her phone. I'm texting Dr. Agus. No, don't text him. Hey, hey, but, like, the scary thing is I could go get vaccinated and catch COVID and bring it home. Uh, and when did you start working at Sirius, sir? Um, number 17, Beefus is a broken stallion. Please, I'm begging you from now on wear your mask outside when we're I walks. did. Why oh, not? with you? Yeah, yeah. I can't promise that. <laughs> why? I just... Why won't you do that for me? For me. I'm not going to. Because I hate you. 
because yeah. I want to fucking torture you, and this is how I get to do it. And yeah. you can't really do anything because the fucking beard agreement. We we just finished reading that fucking blind article with the blind item about her with a manuscript, which I guess she figured out since ten years ago how to uh, write, how to use Microsoft Word. Um, but uh, that ready, waiting to go when the beard agreement is null and void. And I firmly believe that's out there. It may be ghost written, but I'm certain there's some shit out there that's waiting to fucking come out. I promise right now, because I'm going to try. What, what, what part of this aren't you hearing? You please. Wow. Robin wants you to do I don't do. like this. I know you don't. I'm not I happy want, right now. I'm not I'm happy either. I'm very mad at you. No, did not need to do this. She knows exactly what he's. She's been through this yeah. how many times, man? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This is emotional. <laughs> she's probably a, lis- probably a listener. <laughs> this is just emotional blackmail, just NPD mm-hmm. humiliation. I mean, she knew what she knew what was going on for sure mm-hmm. before she even got on here. Yep. She's using it as a public forum to beg for help. Yes. For yeah. People to realize what exactly she's going through she has no other outlet all her lady friends in the hamptons like jess seinfeld and the real housewives of whatever they don't give a shit about her nobody does Allie wentworth fuck you beth you're on your own i got my own narcissist to deal with yeah so i got my own beard assignment i can't help you on yours (laughs) yeah you know it's like you're on your own. And you know what, Beth? We're here for you, but we don't really give a shit because you signed on for this. You're so, right. Fuck You're right. You. It's amazing. She's really an, such an unsympathetic character in the whole play that's going on here. And you're right. And you're also right, Bob, that um, she's absolutely begging for help. This is not a bit like what you're listening to now is not something that he's come up for. Oh, this is going to be entertaining or this is going to be funny or this is going to be, uh, you know, truthful in any way that, you know, that people would normally talk to each other. This is, he wants to shame her using the crow, crow buying her onto the show, using the show as a means to fucking beat her over the head. She's using the show as like SOS help, help, help. Yeah. But she's not saying it in a way that would, she's not saying it in any other, it's not couched in any kind of nuance or sarcasm or anything. No, it's very flat, plainly said. Raven? Yeah. Well, Dr. Agus does eventually call in, spoiler alert. And when he does, he says, well, I'm glad I could be your marriage counselor. (laughs) Even he sees through what's happening. Totally. Uh, I love you. I know. I don't want the party to end. Please. What She's fucking counting. party? Beth from the future. <laughs> what kind of party is this? <laughs> didn't he have a New Year's? Didn't he have a New Year's party where he had a magician and then he had them all leave by midnight and it was a New Year's Eve party? <laughs> oh my god! I'd rather be in Human Centipede than this drama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Fucking news party. Exactly. Uh, number eighteen. Uh, Beth. Beef from the future. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should have listened. Oh, no. Did you die? I died. I died in the future. Did I die? All I had to do was wear a mask. (laughs) Best from the past. Can you hear me? This is completely fucked up. He had this pre-planned. This wasn't something he decided, I'm going to text someone to come up with this bit. Because we all know there's nothing out on this show that's spontaneous anymore. Except if it comes out in the form of sincerity. Because someone's just fed up with him. 
so he had this planned to fuck with her completely. Raven. Yeah. He'd have to pre-approve all this. Yes. There's no way he's going to let people go on and say anything about him or his wife without it being pre-approved. Mm-hmm. Bob? Yeah. All skip. This is just some evil shit. It is. I mean, he he. this is straight guilt. This is a straight-up attack. This is just fucking evil. Right. Evil. And it, and it's not it's not necessary for us to sympathize with her to understand that it's evil. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. yeah. See? That's from the future's telling you to wear a mask. I do wear masks. I went to visit. I saw my yeah, parents you, and you're, I wore a mask the whole time I was with my parents. You're intermittent, though, with it. That's what I'm saying. I'm just scared. That's all. What else is there? I feel we're going to get... We have been so good. <laughs> if we get lax and I die... You're not going anywhere. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Please isolate that one. You're not going anywhere. It. Sorry, my, oh my, my river, I turned a certain way. Hold on. Uh, I was laughing and then I turned. And I, that's old age, I suppose, guys. <laughs> my, my laughs are killing me. Two, oh. Hold on. 252. Edit. You're not going. <laughs> this is writing it. You're not going anywhere. I've looked into it. She, she might as well have said I've looked into it right after. I love this fucking show. Oh my god! Like Bob, this you, we've put this together with "We're Together," <laughs> and you put in all the Beth shit where she's just said it sort of sado sado vache, and it's a symphony of fucking disdain. Oh, it's, when when him and Beth come together, it's just my my job does itself. Like I. I don't even think you need me on these NPD episodes. <laughs> I mean, like anyone can hear it. It's it's fucking insanity. Like you think it's like asking I'm, Bobby Flay to help with Jello? I just love you. I, um, can we play that I, that part? Can we play that one little bit just a little bit again? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I feel we're gonna get. We have been so good. If we get lax, and I die. You're not going anywhere. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, stuff you, and keep you in the bed with me. Yeah. You're sure. not going anywhere ever. Yeah, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be remarried in six weeks. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Don't Why? get remarried. Why get remarried. would you? I didn't want to get married to begin with. Hold on. Like, why would he even say that? That that's just such a shitty, fucking thing to say. That's such a devaluing thing to say. Like. You don't even care about this. You'd be remarried in six weeks. Like, why would you say that to to your wife? I mean, honestly. Well, <laughs> outside of the obvious stuff, but like, if I if my girlfriend was like, "Hey, man, when you die, I, I just can't deal with it." And if I was like, "Ah, oh, you'll be married in six weeks," like, I'm just shitting on everything that she said. I'm just completely devaluing her as a person her character like someone that remarries in a couple weeks is not a virtuous person you know it's just i i'm amazed that this is all out in the open i guess well it's it's not talking it's not as if it's not as if she wouldn't be like spread eagle five seconds into a massage somewhere in some parlor she would i mean no no we we all know it like there there's there's definitely that element but just to just say that to someone is just such a 
fucking shitty thing. I don't know. I'm, I I so get amazed by him, even even now with my low opinion of him. <laughs> I have one word. It's called dickweed. And yeah. that's a colloquial thing we say around here. Like, you're such a fucking dickweed. When you do shit that you know is going to cause a reaction and you're being a total asshole, you're a fucking dickweed. And that's all I have to say for him. He well, is he is preposterous in the things he says and he thinks he yeah. can get away with. Yeah. It's it's just it oh, oh I got no words. I'm just oh. but, this, this, but he's this also is, counting he's counting on sycophants to say this is a bit. This is a joke. Like this is entertainment. But who's getting entertained by this? Exactly, Except when we're laugh we're laughing at the fucking inanity of it all and exactly. the and the uh, and the obvious dysfunction. Exactly. Like this this is why his audience hates him. This is why we have <laughs> a following. This him. is why because he tells us this one thing and then we hear something not even 5 minutes later that completely yes. contradicts what he just said. So like the internet just caught up to Howard. Like everybody, everybody just like all of us were just, we kept getting pitched this thing. Oh, I, I guess we'll buy it. I guess we'll buy it. And then it's like, he just pitches something else. And like, eventually someone's going to be like, dude, you just talked about how much you loved your wife. And not even two minutes later, you said that she'd be cheating on your yeah. corpse an hour later. Like that's not oh, a strong yeah. relationship. I mean, you, you don't need a you don't need a Keith Abelo to, oh, man. To, to fucking figure that out. I mean, it'd be it'd be horseshoes in the air and fucking delivery boys coming over constantly, like giving her the fucking high shoes. Horseshoes yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what do you want me to say? World needs me. <laughs> Guys, it's another delivery to Secretariat. You were my man. I know. We met right away, we knew. That's know. it. I was done. That's forever. it. Yeah. I'm the guy. Together forever. That's, That's it. <laughs> right, Robin? That's right. Robin. That's why I work. Robin. I want you. Raven, is this a better or worse acting job than the uh, soap opera when she goes, you ever have the urge to spill something on somebody? It's uncontrollable. <laughs> yes. This Robin is slightly like one one thousandth better than Beef in her yeah. acting. But sure. it's still just a whole show of awfulness. And yeah. Calling God help Howard us for listening. Calling Howard a man. I... <laughs> You can get away with that. I, I applaud you. This is <laughs> not a man. This Throw is the away your exactly thing from a man that there is on this planet. Come on, Bob. You didn't throw. You didn't listen to the Howard Stern and throw away all your fucking Burt Lancaster and John Wayne films and shit. No, no, I didn't. I didn't hide in a limo when someone screamed my name. <laughs> you both to live. So be right. cautious. Yeah. I don't want either of you sick. This next clip is called Beef Acquiesces to No Sugar and Wearing Masks. In the wrong for being outside yes. with Howard and there are passersby not six feet from us. That's a danger is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, Rob, it's, you can thank Robin for this. Thank I you. now commit to wearing a mask while walking outside with you. You know when I thank declare you. something, it sticks. I love you. Right. Like I, I cheated on every boyfriend before Howard. Yeah, my my nice. cheating my cheating days are over once I met him. Yeah, <laughs> what you, do you, mean? you submitted to me. I love you. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing. 
Oh. <laughs> I love Bob's delivery. I do. It's, a, it's the closest thing we're going to have to have. That Eugene is what he just Eugene said. On the show. That is what he just said. It's exactly right. For saying that. Thank you. Please. I cut out sugar. I could start wearing a mask. Did you really cut out sugar? I mean, I ate peanut butter this right. morning, but that's not really cutting out sugar, but I cut out sweets and yeah. I cut out. I lucky told the charms. story. Oh, you did? She oh, no eating. more Lucky Charms? No. no she, she's got all the food groups. Hershey's, yeah. Cadbury, um, fucking, uh, you know, <laughs> what's the other one? Macintosh. God, <laughs> knows, ever... God yeah. knows peanut butter is the zenith of fucking health. I mean, <laughs> sugar and ground peanuts is... Oh, God. He's eating. Very sad. This is what I'm telling you. Lucky Charms now makes Lucky Charms with what, honey? With um, Frosted Flakes. With Frosted Flakes. Wow. Delish. And then she would have like 11 to 20 chocolate-covered almonds for lunch. 15. All right, 15. Then you would... Her dad must have been had her in the fucking dentist chair like twenty four seven with this kind of diet. Doctor Bob, you know, the uh, Doctor Bob Ostrowski, the oral surgeon, must have been like, "Clear my fucking schedule, Miss Mrs. Wilson. I'm going to be busy with this one," and having that fucking <laughs> horse teeth, those horse teeth, just kind of drilling like drilling like every massage boy is going to be drilling her after Howard dies, because. Anyway, I'm not going to keep going because we got a few more clips to get through and we were going quite a long time, guys. But oh, my fucking Lord, <laughs> hearing that, I just my heart stopped thinking about Lucky Charms and Frosted Flakes together. Couldn't throw oh, a few she, honeycombs she knows, in there. She knows all the new snacks. She knows oh, all. Fuck. She's like, oh, man, they mix those motherfuckers with Lucky Charms. <laughs> I mean, you could hear it in her voice. She's like, that yeah. shit is fucking crack. She's like, doing it's, lines. It's, it's, it's way yeah. better than fucking you. I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she's doing lines of oreos crushed oreo and shit absolutely Look, number 20 beefus loses her stash as if as if on cue you would then she snuck gummies into the house <laughs> i would two. order them on amazon i have a drawer filled with gummy bears. i found the drawer in her like her closet yeah she opened it up and i saw like Thousands of bags, thousands of bags of <laughs> they gummies. They were spilling out. I couldn't even close the drawer. And then we had a whole thing about it because it was like, I'm like, how could you keep the fact Do that you know what did me in though? My diet ginger, ginger ale. Yeah. That's what Dr. Agus said. And she plus, she was then having diet. <laughs> that's like every, I'm sorry. That's like every fat fuck I knew growing up having like half of like three quarters of an extra large pepperoni and bacon. And then, you know, having a, a diet Coke to wash it down as if that's going to neutralize all the carbs and all the fucking well, grease and fat, you know, talking, salt. Well, listen, you're talking to someone from Philly and Chicago. I mean, our diets are terrible. <laughs> Yeah. If you've, if you've ever seen a Philly <laughs> cheesesteak or a Chicago beef, you would know that everything she's saying sounds delicious right now. So, well, I'm not even knocking it. Okay. But in all honesty, we know when to put in a salad or some veggies. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. The, or the a maintenance fruit salad. Smoothie, yeah, we something. Yeah, like we substitute, but like. We have the best food in the whole world offered to us, oh, and it's sick. Philly's so it's good. Sick. Um, you stop but, it. I, I have to make that stuff. Yeah. I have to make that stuff myself if I want it. Go ahead, go ahead. Bob. Every it, it, pizza it, joint on every corner is delish. Oh, love them. Philly's food. I'll go on record. Is fucking unbelievable. Ginger ale too. So wow. it's like the diet of a five year old. Even the diet sodas, though, they're horrible for you. Yeah. 
And then she, um, then she got the blood test, and they told her she was pre pre diabetic, <laughs> pre pre diabetic, and that scared you. Now you're off the sugar. So good, I knew it. What I was is like, she this is unfair. Now? What is she? Okay, so we'll see with the diet. I'm going to knock the Oreos off my diet. You're replacing everything. With. I haven't eaten yet. I, oh, she, I had a tablespoon of peanut butter she, before my She doesn't eat. She had, she'll have like an egg white with, um, with, with a piece of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a mouse scavenging from something that fell on the floor. Oh. Yeah. It's like a bird. <laughs> that's good. That's great. That's yeah. protein yeah. and... Yeah, well, that's why she looks the way. I'm getting so lightheaded now. I have oh, you to are. Go. Okay. <laughs> that's why she looks the way she does because she doesn't eat. That's what he's saying. That you just said she had no say in it aside from what she ate. Not because she works out. Not because she's genetically blessed with a wonderful body. Raven. Well, she knows that he gets turned on when she's about to pass out. <laughs> yeah. Because that means she's not eating. Yeah. So yeah. she brings that up to derail him they love again. That shit. They, wow. they love that. They love that starving, skinny. That's their view of beauty. Uh-huh. That's their. That's how they view it. Okay, let's keep going. All right, go. <laughs> go eat something. I'm gonna go eat. You look so cute. Are we gonna I walk today? Yes, we're gonna take a walk, but you're gonna wear your mask. I, look, I have my mask. Yeah, yeah but you, I said to Robin, you hold the mask. You don't wear it. It's a cute bracelet, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she wears it as a bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> next clip is called Beef Begs for Dr. Agus. And I believe this is when he comes in, or the next one at least. Yep. I don't have the number. Can we get him on? Why? Why? Gary, you will you connect Dr. Agus? Just I want to be clear on that I'm not doing anything. You um, are doing I'm Here, get him on the phone. Gary, get him on the phone, please. By the way, before he gets what on the phone, that's where he is. <laughs> Can I can I start the conversation with him? Will you grant I, me that? That's funny. She wants him on to basically call Wiggy out on bullshit, but she also doesn't want him to start the gaslighting before she can. Right. Mm. She she has to get in first uh-huh. before mm. Wiggy does. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Control. All right, but I think I should. Well, he's up. gonna tell you what's medically uh, correct. No, I'm going to tell him what I what I do on a walk, and I'm going to ask him if that's acceptable. Well, you I'm going to tell you right now that you holding your breath is ridiculous. I don't feel that's ridiculous. It is, honey. <laughs> yeah, take it from an MD, from a registered nurse. <laughs> Forty years ago. Forty years ago, exactly. <laughs> I can By the hold way, my breath for very d- long d- time. ask a doctor about that. By the way, um, we do can't. I smell? We no, we can't get Doctor Agus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Number 22, Dr. Agus, marriage counselor to the stars. Howard and I take a walk. Howard wears his mask. Howard and I have both been double vaccinated. Howard and I have lived in a house together for a year without seeing anybody else. When I'm in Howard's air, I do not wear a mask. When we are walking outside, I do not wear a mask. The thing is, when we are walking outside, there are passersby, people that pass us who are not more than six feet from us, but I hold my breath, turn my head, and pass them. Howard is saying I'm in the wrong for not wearing a mask when people come in. Okay, just to break it it up, because it's a three-minute clip, guys. We'll continue. To that that close of contact, probably three feet away. Is that fair? Uh, Three feet, uh, some of them are within one foot of us. Let's be honest. Okay, but it's passing by quickly. Now, did I I embellish anything? You left out one thing. Can I just add one thing? Yes. The Dr. Agus. Okay. 
Dr. Regis, the New York Times, as recently as this week, this, you know, well, past he week. knows what he knows that he, you don't need to give him yeah, facts don't from give New York yes, Times. Do. No, you don't. I said Falling. I'm going to set it up. Who do, who do you hate most in this whole conversation? Just out of curiosity, Raven? Wiggy. Yeah. Because he's, he's the genesis. Yeah, that's has got to derail and stall and pause and change the subject. And, and he yeah. basically takes everything away from what Beth said. And I'm only saying Beth because I like really feel for her in this moment in reaching out. Yeah. But it goes away so quick because I look at all the other shit she's done and I'm just like, mm. fuck you. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Howard's pushing an agenda. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Let's see what he has to say, and then you can speak, love. Well, if he disagrees with me, then he's uh, wrong. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Agan. Wait, what is that you said? Ought? I, I, I shushed you. Oh, wow. Your dad shushes me. It shut me up. It worked. <laughs> Go ahead, Dr. Agus. All right. So this is my marriage counseling session. So <laughs> there are two ways to look at this. One is from a public health perspective, and one is from an individual health perspective. From the individual health of Howard and Beth, there is no risk to what Beth is doing. Okay. So she's just she's calling him, calling, calling him an idiot, essentially. Mm-hmm. All right, so point for Beth. Yep. Now keep going. So Wrong. she is not putting herself nor you at risk. From a public health perspective, the CDC is still saying that you need to wear masks outdoors, even double vaccinated people, and that yes. probably will change over the next two to three weeks. So that will change, right? What we know is, is that even if somebody gives you to the virus, the chances of you having it is uh, 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 70% nothing, 30% a little bit of virus um, that at most you will be mildly symptomatic, but that is very... Okay. Uh, are we guys with him so far? That's a mm-hmm. point for each of them mm-hmm. in that point. Okay. And now very, we're going to get Wiggy's point. Yeah. And that will require some real exposure. So I'm not worried about you two getting sick, but I am worried about you two being examples for the public and saying, hey, tests are important until the CDC says that. And you guys are public figures. And so standing up for what you believe in is powerful. And by the way, Howard's in disguise. You wouldn't know. No, that's wrong. The other day, did I not? When I was walking in my mask, a guy goes, hit him with the hind. You knew he was a fan. He did. And and you see, Dr. Oh, so that's where that's where he lives. Okay, well, there's one fan still somewhere in the Hamptons. Okay, fair enough. Greg, yeah. guess you're right. I'm going with what I'm. No, read but but Han, the reason why you were upset is you were worried you were going to get it, not yes. what the public perceived us to be. <laughs> but it's he just said you could get it. Did you hear him? He said you might get a mild case, I don't or you want might a mild get case. a little more than a okay. mild. Oh God, Robin's insufferable. I wow. fucking can't stand She's when she worst. gets on that. Robin. Yeah, she's a, yeah. she's the fucking worst. <laughs> this parroting, holy fuck! I don't me getting here. it. <laughs> so, Doctor, uh, what I'm saying is that if you are walking and somebody transiently walks by you, the chance of getting it is near zero. But if there's an interaction, if they stop and say, "Hey, aren't you Howard Stern?" and they keep interacting with you, there's a possibility there. So there's always that remote possibility. <sighs> of so, course, my fans uh, are very very anxious very unlikely to, to get it out there. Yeah. Your fans love you. They want to but hug Dr. you. But Dr. Not, not, not that's that's oh. super likely that he's going to get that. Hey, aren't you Howard Stern who works two days a week? Uh, I'm surprised you're out here right now. And amazingly enough, while we were going on with this, there's the next clip. Shut the fuck up, Robin. 
holding her breath. Her holding her breath is not a precaution. Is that a precaution, Dr. Agus? <laughs> no, I don't think oh. <laughs> holding the breath is going to be a, a major safety. It's cute, but it's not necessarily going to help. Right. It's um, cute. If you're double-backed and you're walking outdoors, listen, if there, you can have... I, I, oh, God. Okay, so there we go. Yep. Raven? They're constantly diminishing Beth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Devaluing her... Even though she's trying her hardest to get back into society, she's scraping, she's crawling, she's she's fighting her hardest to like go out and see people because she's so sick of this gargoyle. Yeah, yeah, she's the yeah. chick in the pit of the Silence of the Lambs, trying to you know when she's she, gets to rubbing the lotion before it gets it the puts mask. the lotion on the body. I know, yeah, yeah. but for some reason she keeps getting sucked back into this whole dilemma of robin and howard mm-hmm. bashing her down and even dr yeah. Agus is like oh you're so cute but that's not going to help you that's so right you need to you need to wear a mask yeah and it's like shit. what's the big fucking deal with the mask i wear a mask everywhere i fucking go and these people i mean just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you're immune from other shit yeah but if you want to live that way, that's fine. I'm right. not. I'm not here to get into a political discussion. It's just, yeah. if they're going to be examples, why not be the best example you can be? Yeah, why yeah. This, even this fight him Howard, on this? This is Howard who was tagging every girl when he got, you know, when he when he got divorced. He was sleeping around and doing, like, right. The mad right, terror. dude. I mean, g- give me a fucking break. You you're sleeping with all these women, not supposedly. caring about. It. Yeah. yeah, supposedly. I mean, right. give me a fucking break. Yeah. So the next clip is called "Double Vax, Double Date." Pay attention, Drew Barrymore. Listen, if there, you can have. I, I know I've said this to Howard before, and he gives me groans. Beth and Howard, you can have a double vax couple over for dinner. Thank it's you. totally safe mm-hmm. now. You guys can do. Don't that. say that. I don't want anyone over for dinner, so just let's go with no. <laughs> Dr. Agus, I'm sorry to have bothered you. That's absolutely the truth. He doesn't want anybody over, and it's not because of fucking COVID. Oh, yeah. Right. 100%. Can you imagine that? You'd have to fucking, how do you get the cameras on the strap, the wig down, and make sure it's not going to come off in the middle of some dinner uh, with people he doesn't even want to converse with? Next clip, number 25, is called Beth Succumbs to Succubus. Well, because he's Dr. Agus. So, no, and I'm Howard Stern, <laughs> and you're Beth Stern. Well, okay, and I want to be like Dr. Dr. Agus is my hero. I want to be like him. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I will wear a mask on our walks until we are notified by Dr. Agus or the New York Times that it's okay Thank to you. be unmasked in I two to three weeks, that. according to Dr. Agus. I love that. Be revealed. Yes. And Correct. let me say, Dr. Agus. Yeah, know where your fucking bread's buttered, honey. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's the New York Times that's going to tell them what to do, even though they're in Florida. Yep. Makes a lot of sense. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Number, 26, number 26. I don't recall exactly, but I'm going to trust your judgment on this one. Vomit bags ready. <laughs> Honey, pull your pants up. Bye. I love you. Are you coming? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get off the air in After a minute. After 10. I know. I know. I'm working way too hard. I love you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Made up. Made up, and, uh, and I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna make it up to you. 
<laughs> now I understand. <laughs> Jesus. We're going to make up when I get upstairs. There's going to be a spot. No, we're going to take a walk. I'm and don't shower. I'm going to. I want. Let me smell your arm. <laughs> Watch this. This gets me around. Come here. I'll show you what's like. Yeah, because it reminds me of Ralph's asshole. Jesus. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Musk. <laughs> All right. Bye, honey. Fuck! I just even, threw up in my even, mouth. Even if, it, even if it wasn't Ralph, that's that's fucking weird, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you know if you got a horse fetish, yeah, fuck it. You know whatever floats your boat. Number twenty-seven, English for seventy-nines. It's a real short clip, guys. So, excuse Can I ask me him about you, their side business. Yeah. Do you guys have side business? <laughs> Why don't <laughs> side business? Where's the where's the plural? Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you for catching the grammar yeah. problem here with plurals, right. with articles. Right. He's just a mess. Yeah. Big uh, fucking hot mess. Okay, next one made me laugh. Just the re- typing it out made me laugh. Ace Frehley. <laughs> oh, yes, the spaceman, guys. <laughs> the intent of calling him. You. <laughs> like, think about it. Do you really think Ace Frehley, let's say you did get Frehley. the phone number oh, God. and you did Frank call Collins. Ace Frehley. I want oh, to hear here. I'm... Fuck's sake! I hate when he fucking mispronounces names that badly, and it's it's obvious. Like he it's does not it even... on purpose. He, he does. He, he does it to fucking devalue the person. Yeah, totally diminish them. And the yeah. last one is called "Wig Disappointed." George didn't drop him a note. Now, was this Takei or Stephanopoulos? Stephanopoulos. Okay, I figured. For the Jeopardy. You know what hosting. I saw? Yes, and he did uh, guest hosting, right? Not yet. Um... Oh. He will be. He's designated as one of the hosts, but he hasn't done it yet. Okay, fair enough. I saw they're going to now try George Stephanopoulos as the host of um, Jeopardy. They're going to get him. Really, I didn't see that. And I was like, kind of insulted, like George. George, George, I'm the guy who put it out there that George should be the host, and uh, (laughs) I thought maybe he would at least, you know, drop me a note and say thank you for my opportunity. Right? Is he going to (laughs) do Wiggy the Kingmaker? Did Drew Carey drop you a note for (laughs) Price is Right? I mean, he's going to actually do it. What's that? Like everybody owes him all the time. Like, yeah, what? Anyways, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, Bob, this is a fake caller from the back office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're and all it fake was callers. Set up. Yeah. Right. And so Wiggy made sure to put one of them on the job to announce that George Stephanopoulos was going to get a hosting job on Jeopardy and Wiggy should get credit. So the whole idea was basically for wiggy to get credit and it's it's a calling out for george yeah he's giving yeah, george like, shit essentially the, the 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 i was telling uh fillmore like i feel like he's his narcissism is so bad that even the fake callers he can't handle <laughs> like that he, he's even mad with fake callers that are like pre-planned like he, he can't even fucking deal with them <laughs> i really think it's that bad at this point i have to agree with you a hundred percent 
So that's so so they're pre-scripted. He knows what they're going to say, or at least roughly what they're going to say, and then they say it, and then he's pissed off because, like, he's pissed off because he can't handle what they're saying, or because yeah, or or is it matter of like, is he also pissed off that he has to resort to fake callers to begin with? No, no, no. He okay. he's actually mad at this. His narcissism <laughs> is so bad. <laughs> He's actually mad at fake callers. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. Either. When I, when I've heard these clips before, he is mad legitimately at fake callers. His narcissism is that bad. Do you think he got pissed off when he would play Monopoly as a kid and he lost to someone else? Like he lost part place to someone oh, else, and that was oh, money yeah. out of his pocket, like real money out yeah. of his pocket. Oh. Dude, with, without question. Okay. There's no doubt about it. Like, he, he is so far removed from reality. This is what I firmly believe. Mm-hmm. That even scripted things will upset him. Like, he, he'll be upset with a scripted caller, and I guarantee someone, someone behind the scenes is like, hey, you know, this, is, this is just bullshit. This is script." Man, fuck him. He's got to get he's got to get fired. He's got to get fired. Like that that's how out of control his narcissism is. 100% believe that his MPD is that severe wow. to this point that even even scripted callers are upsetting him. Okay. I well, really believe that. Fair enough. I, I have no reason to doubt that. Um, he certainly has the brain power to be, uh, you know, and the emotional EQ to, to get all bent out of shape and get his panties in a twist. Um, before we uh, end the show, guys, if you, any shout outs you want to do, anything you want to say before we sign off? Oh, uh, Mark Shapsovich. Thank you yep. so much for your clips. Appreciate yep. it. And Matthew Schultz, thank you so much for the uh, aforementioned Gerber aka goober baby food photoshop we're going to be using that for this probably even this episode because i made one that was for the previous one but this one uh i was going to use the same one i decided fuck it let's use it for two different ones anytime we can use more art is a good thing and he sent me a wicked one a peanuts mock-up with uh wiggy as charlie brown going to the psychiatrist but (laughs) screaming up to the heavens (laughs) that i'm going to use somewhere down the line it's just too good it's too good to just throw away or waste on facebook i want to put it in something that's going to have legs so um guys Thank you guys. Thank you guys all for um, listening. We love you. And not sure when this will air, but uh, you can catch us on Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Listen Notes, uh, Stitcher now, uh, iHeartRadio, shitloads of apps. Just check it out. Uh, Google Podcasts. We've got all the links in the description. So thank you so much. Thank to you guys, Bob and Raven, for sticking to, through this one. It was a rough, a rough slog, but a good one. And uh, go Habs, go. Hey, you know what? That picture of Diana DeGarmo and you was good. You can't see the rifle someone has on her. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. They're out of the frame, huh? Good framing. (laughs) All right, Eric. uh, We'll let the record note that you, in fact, are not stalking Diana DeGarmo. We got it.